0: Oh, that's fun.
1: You can dance, you can jive, having the time of your life, so we might as well listen to the Uncut Gems podcast, a weekly show where we talk about movies nobody else wants to talk about. This is episode number 56, and my name's Yak. And my name's Nick. And today we have two guests returning uh, to sit together with us, so we are joined by Alina Foulds. How are you, Alina?
2: I am well. I'm happy to be back and discussing some of the greatest musical films of all time.
1: Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the energy's high. And we have Carson. Carson Tamar is with us today as well. How are you doing, Carson?
0: I'm doing great. I appreciate that lead up, Alina, because that allows me to say two of the best movies of all time. Um, <laughs> point blank. Amazing. I'm so excited. This is like, by far the best thing we've ever talked about on Uncut Gems that's ever been on this podcast. So I'm incredibly happy. And it's my birthday episode. So that's exciting so
1: Ooh. let's let's have yeah. fun yeah so you basically beat me to it like the reason we're doing this is because we, long time ago you were promised <laughs> to have this <laughs> so now I we're promise here is a
0: promise <laughs> promise is a promise just like in ghost rider like your blood dripped on a contract saying like we have to do a mama mia episode and now here we are
1: although i have to pull you up like a lawyer on this like i don't think you had either of the mama mia films in the top 100 did you
0: I had a most honorable mentions them and cats. And I think there was one other I did not rank because I felt like it was unfair.
1: Yeah, sure. It was like two of, two of the greatest films of all time. Didn't even make the 100. <laughs> well, they would have been like number one. I really like, I, no,
0: like they are two of my favorite films. They're in my top 10 probably of all time, but I just was like, yeah, I mean, it's not very fair. Cause I have a subjective relationship to them. So well, that was nice.
1: Go. And you're very objective about the other hundred. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, I think Rise of Skywalker might have been on the list. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> there we go. Here Rotten Tomato approved. I added my fresh rating for Rise of Skywalker yesterday. One of the first oh things I God. did just to... adding one for cats soon i'm writing a review just so i can add it to the rotten
1: tomatoes i knew this would happen like we'll have to go i'll have to go to san diego and just take care of you because like your your ego is going to consume the world (laughs) (laughs) this is happening live on air (laughs) jesus christ Hey, we'll get into
0: cats next week. That's a little teaser.
1: Uh, yeah. I, oh, we will get into cats. Like, I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> at least I don't have to spend money on this because it's on Now TV in here. So at least I'm already paying for this. Oh, no, it's, I on, finally, Netflix. it's on Netflix.
0: I finally purchased it for this watch. So is yeah, it a criterion? <laughs> it should. Oh, my God. A double feature of the movie and the musical? <gasps> criterion. Jesus.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Okay. Anyway, before we begin, we've just recorded uh, a Patreon retrospective with Nicolo. So, it, by the time this is out, the retrospective has been out for a few days. So, you can go on and subscribe at patreon.comslash uncut well, gems to listen to our uh, brand new uncut gems retrospective where we talked about Bob Fosse's all that jazz. Last one, Triers. Uh, with dancer in the dark and Tim Burton's We Need Todd just to have a little chat about like a, a good spread of musicals just to get us into the spirit of today. So that's what we're doing. Um, so yeah, go and go and do that. Three bucks a month ain't much, but you can, you know, listen to our uh, extra conversations that we have. And that one was actually quite nice. Um, anyway, Very in depth. Yeah, we 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 did spend quite quite a lot of time talking about various things, and then we ended up, I think, arguing a little bit about whether Peter Stormer can sing or not. <laughs> Speaking of people who can't sing, oh, uh, the, the, yeah, the, uh, my my bottom three uh, three lists are ready. Don't worry. Um, so let's move on to the topic of the day. You might wonder why we are departing from talking about films that fell um, that sort of to I think on the 11th thing position as highest grossing musicals of all time. But Carson was promised a long time. As we said, we'd do this episode to coincide with his birthday. So happy birthday, Carson, and then strap yourself in. (laughs) and Here we are. So let's dig in uh, to Mamma Mia.
3: Welcome to Sophie
4: and Sky, and to all your friends who have gathered together this evening
3: and welcome, especially to Donna, who represents your family. We are all here together in this glory glorious...
2: And welcome to...
0: to Sophie's dad. I have to tell you,
1: he is here.
3: I know. I invited him. You couldn't have. I don't know which one it is.
2: Oh, my God! That's why they're all here. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh, I just... Please forgive please, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I don't know. Can you forgive me? What? I don't care if you slept with hundreds of men. You're my mom. And I love you so much.
1: Directed by Felida Lloyd, who also did The Iron Lady, also starring Meryl Streep. Um, and adapted from a stage production by Catherine Johnson. Mamma Mia tells the story of Sophie, um, who's played by Amanda Seyfried, uh, a young American girl living in a fictitious Greek island together with her mom, Donna, that's Meryl Streep, who runs a little hotel there. As Sophie is planning her wedding, she devises a plot to find out who her father is, so having stolen her mother's diary, she invites three men with whom her mom had been together around that time, as Pierce Brosnan, Colin Firth, and Stellan Skarsgård, and when these three guys arrive, memories percolate to the surface and all hell breaks loose all to the tune of ABBA hits. So now, given that the fact, the fact that Mamma Mia has been a massive hit since its stage premiere, I think in 1999, and to this day it remains one of the most successful musicals of all time, as in the stage production, it was a matter of time before it was given the hollywood treatment so the movie was mostly shot on location in greece and was released in the summer of 2008 where despite mixed re- critical reception it became a box office success earning over 600 million dollars worldwide so not exactly fits the bill doesn't exactly fit the bill of what we do on uncut gems as in like this is kind of like a forgotten classic no 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 this is this is a box office hit so let's just let's just do this so what's your take on mamma mia are you a super trooper or do you wish it would Check your teeth out, out of existence, <laughs> or so I don't know. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give your take on Mamma Mia, Carson. I want to see, see, hear the birthday boy's opinion.
3: Okay. Tell
1: me, what do you think about Mamma Mia?
0: Well, I like the film. Um, here's the, so my love for Mamma Mia was born and raised with Mamma Mia two, actually. So I've not necessarily had. The personal connection of the first Mamma Mia as I have had with number two. But like every time I rewatch Mamma Mia, it gets better and better. Like the songs, iconic. The characters, the performances, iconic. The production design is like genuine. I think some of the best production design ever seen on film. I don't know why Nick is like sitting there, like the villa is beautiful. The lighting is beautiful. The camera work is beautiful. Like the film, I think like, It is not, like, just fun, but genuinely a great film. And there are points where, like, I don't know how you don't cry. It is a story of a mother and a daughter coming together, facing their past, facing their futures, their fears on the past and the future, feeling complete. And it's just, it's amazing. I mean, it truly is one of the best films ever made. Like, and if you don't like it, you're a boring person. I agree with Alina's tweet. So those are my takes.
1: (laughs) Alina, well, since you've been name-dropped. (laughs) <laughs> go for it
2: uh, I have like a similar relationship to Mamma Mia that Carson does my, this is my mother's favorite movie and when I was a youth I really did not like the first one because I am known to be a musical hater and I just found this like super like cringy and also when I was 15 I was a really huge tomboy and I was really into wrestling and my ass was not watching Mamma Mia all the way through um, but like as I've like grown up I've, like, learned that you can still be a cool girl and embrace your feminine side. And when Mamma Mia 2 came out, I went to see it with my friends, and we just had a really great time. And retroactively, the first Mamma Mia has really, really grown on me. I think it's a beautiful, like, little tale of a, like, mother-daughter relationship and how family doesn't end in blood. It's just – it's, like, such a sweet film, and it's genuinely such a fun time. Like, how could you not have fun watching this? Don't get it,
1: Nicole. How do you not have fun watching this?
2: <laughs> well, no,
4: I'm gonna surprise you all now. But there's history with this. Actually, I watched the the show in London back in 2005, I believe 2006. I was I was young. I was like eight years old. That was my introduction to Abba. It was the same thing for my family. We are we are lost our minds on it. Um, and when the music was, when the film was announced, we ended up going to watch it in the cinema back in two thousand and eight. It was a blast. It was amazing. We we bought the DVD. We watched it so many times. For like, in the span of like four or five years, we it seen it like ten times. I remember beat for beat every single scene in this movie, every single song, borderline every single lyric. I was a massive fan, and I rewatched it in preparation for the podcast. And this film is. i don't know what happened this movie i'll say this it's insanely fun it's almost two hours long and it just moves it never slows down there's always something happening doesn't matter how stupid or silly it is or campy it never slows down the pacing is relentless i like that um it's a bright film it's a colorful film We talked about some heavy, heavy movies yesterday. So in a way, it was refreshing to go from, you know, a Lars von Trier film to something a bit on the lighter side because, you know, you have to balance both of those things. Um, But I, I, I will say just the direction, painfully dull... Everything is shot in like this medium, medium shots, reverse shots. The, the type of comedy in the film is constantly changes. At one time, at one moment, it's like visual gags. At another time, it's slapstick comedy. Then they're making sexual innuendos. Then they're acting like they're in a Scooby-Doo movie, just popping up out of stocks of hay. I don't know what's happening. Just, just focus on, just I have one style. It's, it's very poor, um... You said, Jakub, it's mostly shot on location. I would have said this is mostly shot in Pinewood because the set looks fake as shit. You can see, like, the halo of the CGI of just the backdrops and stuff.
1: I was surprised myself. <laughs> his... I thought it was on the soundstage, and I'm just like, no, they actually went to Greece. <laughs> I don't believe them. And I made it look like them. a soundstage.
4: <laughs> they hired the most generically looking Greek people Um it's the. Hey, we'll hey. get into the story, you know. We'll get into the story. <laughs> Generic-looking Greek people. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's just the portrayal of Greek of the Greeks, in here, it's a bit, you know, but yeah, yeah, it 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 wasn't <clears throat> a, a fond way of remembering the film. It's like mm, this hasn't aged well. <laughs> Jakub,
1: <laughs> I I don't know where, how to start this. Um. Okay. We, okay. Well, we always go with the history. Let's just go with the history. My mum's big into ABBA. Or always mm-hmm. has been. Always, she's gonna. I'm pretty sure she's gonna request an ABBA place at her funeral. It's just the kind of lass that she is. Right? I wonder which
4: song
0: can relate i want you to play sos for me when i go um, I,
1: I think i mean if she if, if she requests something i think i'll just have to change to and change it to like one of us is crying <laughs> i want just to be just to be for like, just music. just to, yeah thank, oh probably that would be a good one just you know like fernando yeah um so when she found i mean we didn't go to see like the music or whatever she found that this film was being made she was like i need to see this to go and watch this and she took me and at, the, at that at the time i was well 24 25 so i basically i drove her <laughs> uh took my girlfriend at the time probably already our fiance at the time so now she, who's now my wife so we basically just like two women and me Aww. just went to see this and i didn't remember a single thing until yesterday no yesterday like four three days ago and i went and rewatch this i didn't rewatch this at all and i was just thinking okay if I, if you if you asked me like last week like what I think about Mamma Mia I would be like I don't know I know I I'd, I'd seen it I don't remember a single thing and now I remember I have no idea I have now an idea why because I think I suppressed these memories so I'm, huh. I I don't even know how to be delicate about this like I on this show fifty six episodes in I tend to be the one de- defending trash like there There are trash movies that people don't like, and I find good stuff in them and I'm happy that you know to, to to champion this and I'm just thinking like I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is not trash, this is garbage like I can't like it took me four sittings to fucking see this film three times I fell asleep in the middle of the fucking day <laughs> <laughs> It's such a dull film it's not even it's not even that I hate it it's not it's not even that I dislike it. It's so forgettable that it just hurts me because there are films I hate and I still remember. Like, I'm Niccolo, you, you probably won't understand this, but I have a relationship with late Lars von Trier. It's not very good. Like, I hated with a passion the house that Jack built. I still remember scenes. I still think about this sometimes how I, how, how I passionately dislike this film. This is just like I finished this. I had to actually sit down and write my top three and bottom three. And as I was writing them, I, these moments I was keep I, I, I was forgetting them. So I had to go and rewatch certain things. Oh, this is what I don't like. Okay, oh, no. yeah. yeah, I was just like it was just evaporating from my memory, like like fucking like alcohol from from a wine, red wine reductions. Just fucking, it was just bad. And yeah, I do agree. It just it felt like it's it's shot on a soundstage to me. Like I don't like you'd have to explain this to me. Like like I'm i five when you say the production's is amazing because I'm sorry, the courtyard
0: during the dance is like the coolest scene in the fucking world. I mean, what do you mean? It's a villa. It's a villa in Greece. How are you like? No, it's a villa on a boring. It's a villa. It's it's a
1: a villa on a soundstage.
0: It's a villa.
1: It, like, do you go
0: yeah. into it? You must have a hard time going to the theater because you're like, this looks fucking trash.
1: Like, no. Well, at
0: least I know, a know it's a villa theater. in Greece where they're singing Abba. How is it like?
1: Oh, well, there's, <laughs> there's a few. There's a few things. I, I, there's a few, few things we'll we'll have to get into in terms of like what this film is and what it tries to do and what what it what it tries to achieve and what it achieves what it tries to achieve. But and just general sort of impressions, it was so forgettable. It just hurt me like i'm i'm listening i'm looking at meryl streep a decorated actress a le- a walking legend making an absolute fool of herself and then she's the only like she's probably one of the only sort of highlights of the film to me because she's she's just an effortless effortless energy that like i don't know you you'd have to just put a shaved monkey behind the camera and then it would, it would probably she would still probably be great because she doesn't really need to be directed she knows what she's doing whatever right but holy shit, is this movie boring to me like I, I honestly r- lost track of it three times, so in effect, like it's you say it's like one, know, one hour and forty eight minutes or fifty three minutes. Like to me, it was like two two hours and fifty something because I had to go <laughs> and re rewatch certain bits of it because I had no fucking clue what happened. So, so yeah, the,
0: literally <laughs> these, drunk. 50 year old white women can follow along Jakob. i think what's happening is subconsciously <laughs> you and nick what i'm hearing is nick loved it originally and you had to rewatch it a bunch of times i think subconsciously y'all love this and you're just
1: repressing yourselves no 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 no. it, it will get better so yeah I, I i have to say i don't like this film i it's not that i i hate it it just it, Pains me to say it, it just doesn't really register in my head for long enough for me to remember even certain things about this. I remember songs, but the songs I just remember, like I know, I, I know the lyrics to Dancing Queen because I've, I've heard it like a million times anyway. <laughs> what a great song! <laughs> I, mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, we'll get to ABBA, I suppose, at some point, but it's just like ABBA is all, also has a very weird energy in terms of like what it is musically. But yeah, well, and,
2: yeah. listen, Mamma Mia is for the girls and gays so it's just not for you and fine I can live with that oh
1: are, is, oh are you just passively aggressively just 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 gatekeeping straight white men out of
2: this what's going on
1: I've never met a
2: straight man that has enjoyed Mamma Mia my dad hates this movie like aggressively good on and him. there's this like one folk singer that he listens to and he has a song called welcome to hell and one of the, like, lyrics in it is that his wife got him season tickets to Mamma Mia, like, the theater, so. Okay, it's because oh, they have no taste.
0: These I know. These great <laughs> men have no They're taste. boring.
2: Boring. They're
0: boring <laughs> as fuck. They oh. have no taste. They cannot have fun. <laughs> like, girl, just drink some wine and watch Mamma Mia. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> Nicola, what did I say to you yesterday? Like, how many minutes did, Car- did it take Carson to go for character assassination? 14. Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 14 minutes. Like without without even just trying to defend the film on merit, he's like, "No, you're boring." No, no, like defend the film. Tell me how you are. It is. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. boring <laughs>
3: as
0: fuck. Yeah, tell me how,
1: how. Tell me how great it is. You're like <laughs> just... out, you're out here like
0: Congo's a masterpiece. Congo's a work of art, and like you're out here trying to be like Congo's oh, so nowhere. Congo's like, wow. nowhere.
1: Congo's nowhere near like my top five hundred. Like and meanwhile you're saying this, these are two of the greatest films of all time. And you these stand, are This is a st- piece of
0: shit. You stand Jesus. Congo, and you're like. Wow, this slow cinema. What you know the TikToks that and this you know the TikToks <laughs> that are like film Twitter be like if it's not out of a pigeon's perspective in a two-hour black and white silent film? That's you, literally <laughs> you person. You're like, it has to be two hours of black what and white are, suffering in silence, or it's am, stupid. Mama Mia literally is Meryl Streep drunk, like actually drunk in Italy, dancing around, and you're like in it's
3: boring.
1: You're like Greece. <laughs> in Greece. In Greece. Could have been filmed see, in what, Italy, part of it. What did, what did I, I will say? This. I think part you of see, it was filmed in Croatia. The Rotten, the rotten Tomato critic, approved critic is, in, <laughs> is incapable of defending his favorite film of all time without resorting to character assassination. Well, no. Do we, we want get... to get You've heard one of get... Ladies and gentlemen, no, no, I'm, no, tell, I'm me, tell me what's fascinating
0: you to right. open this film, but there is more to it. I'll,
4: I'll so... play the moderator. I'll play the moderator. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Cause, cause Where's the guy? Be- <laughs> Where's <laughs> the <already laughs> his knives
0: at? There's I, like, I, the room when you need it.
4: Jesus. I'll play I'll play Devil's Advocate for a second, and I will say, I just really, really like that the cast is having a fucking blast in this movie. Like from beginning to end, Every everyone. Everyone is enjoying their time and it's, it's intoxicating in its own way. I kind of wish I was having as much fun as them in some of the sequences, but there oh, are I, other I, parts where this I goes I wish bonkers. I had that much, much fun as they did. I don't want to go... I don't want to talk about the second one yet, but I think the best moments in this film for me are when they go for a more heightened sense of reality or when they kind of ground the songs and that's when it becomes very funny. I think Chiquitita here is super fun. Where they're like trying to cheer her up and they're just trying to keep, uh, like when, she's, when Meryl Streep is sitting on the toilet and there's the two friends just trying to look over and they're like struggling with uh, Christine Baranski upset. Like it's fun, it's, it's joyful and they're just moving around. Those are the parts that they like. But then there are other moments where it's just like money, 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 I don't like. I have to say, like "Mamma Mia," the way it's staged—it's—it's it's the title song. It's the song from the musical. But the way it's staged is just very poor and lackluster. And I think that's ultimately the main problem with the film.
1: Well, it's directed by someone who doesn't hasn't done jack shit apart from like yes, royal. Well, she did theater, this right?
4: She directed the musical in theater, and mm. and it is very stagey. And when and the more cinematic parts don't really gel well together with one another like it's 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 very uneven nick do you and like that's what this... took me out of it
0: do you like the slipping through my fingers part or is that like you doesn't buy with yes
4: you? yes yes no I I I like it because that's like what, what's, I think what,
1: one of what the part best... is this because I don't think I remember it when she it's finally when Sophie's okay
2: Sophie's getting married it's an, it's emotional she's, she's growing up. Cry.
1: she's Sophie's helping a... Sophie get ready like for go wedding. it's like Sweeney Todd I so su- I, I suppose <laughs> <It's just laughs> look like it's maybe it's
0: again. maybe it's my mommy issue showing but that scene is one of the best scenes in cinema history I mean,
1: I just, okay I, I, I'm not no, like, lying to you I don't remember. it. That this okay. happened. From <laughs> the start,
3: cause you Chet can to tell the
0: this entire time, Meryl's, like, you know, had all this work, but, like, Sophie goes to her and is like, can you help me get ready? And Meryl, in a brilliant piece of acting, has, like, this beautifully, like, kind of hinted, authentic smile pop up on her face. And then you go to this gorgeous Ava song, dare I say the best Ava song, of slipping through my fingers all the time. You're help- she's helping her get ready. She's coming to terms with her daughter growing up. She's helping her walk up this beautiful Greek mountain. Like it is, I think that, and I like. I'll admit, if you like genuinely do not like ABBA, this is not your vibe. Whatever, I can respect that enough. I mean, I don't, boring, mind, I, I don't
1: mind. I don't mind ABBA. I don't mind. Like I like these songs, but well, songs are simple. They're all in either A major, D D major. Some of them are in oh. A minor. It's just woo, fucking great. But you we know, have a music major. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I I am a musically inclined. So I mean, sue me. I'm a I'm a Renaissance hey. man. I have, I have the piano sheet of Mamma
4: Mia,
1: like somewhere <laughs> down. There. Like, like I, I learned how to play the guitar, like learning some of these fucking things, like when I was fourteen, right? So, it's, it's, it's not rocket science, like musically speaking, right? But their country, they're, they're sort of well, well engineered. The music, musically, they're interesting, and which kind of leads me to my sort of question. I was kind of asking myself when I was watching this. I really want to hear your opinion, guys. Is this actually a musical? As in, like, is. Does it fit the confines of a mu- musical? Because well, the songs are not written for the film. There, this is like, what the, I think the term is: the jukebox musical. And if you kind of look through like the list of what what's been done in this genre, it's like the most successful ones would be like Saturday Night Fever, for instance, right? Rock of so Ages. Well, Rock of Ages. Um, yeah. So 2021 this... Cinderella. Let's well, not forget. <laughs> yeah, but if you if. If you think about a musical i think think about a musical in in what I think is associated with this is the original music written for it does it yeah. fit the confines does it bother you or it's a jukebox musical like that's just what it is well yeah but it, mm-hmm. i don't know by like, design I wouldn't
0: say it's a musical with original songs that it doesn't classify as that, but it classifies as a jukebox
1: musical. no, but does it make does it does it cheapen the experience do you' don't, do you not mind no, like that i'm i'm interested in, rules. You, and Elena. I <laughs> feel
2: like so many of the songs
1: I won't do fit one here. so well. I won't, I won't
2: like bro. <laughs> lay all your love on me when sky and sophie are getting ready for like their respective bachelor and bachelorette parties that is like one of the sexiest scenes in cinema except for like the part at the boardwalk at the end that was a bit cringe but that scene is so fucking good that i go on youtube often and rewatch it it's so good that's
4: when it peaks when the guys come out yeah. from the water and just start dancing with the things and whatnot that's that's when it peaks <laughs> like, yeah. and
2: same when Carson said Slipping Through My Fingers. It fits so well for the mother-daughter relationship, and they're finally coming back together after the strain that, you know, Colin Firth, Ellen Skarsgård and Pierce Brosnan put them through. I feel like the songs just fit so well that it doesn't matter if they're not original. It doesn't matter if it's ABBA. It makes it better because it's It also
0: it also helps give the film a very unique, iconic vibe. Like, there's not another film that really feels like Mamma Mia because there's not really another film here's like a, this with Abba. this word
1: again, iconic. What makes it iconic? Or is this just the, the slang of today?
0: Do you not, wait. You mean why is Mamma Mia iconic or what, yeah. like, conceptually no, because, like, you've, is you've, iconic?
1: You, like, you've used this word quite a few times, and I'm just wondering, like, well, it's, it, it kind of almost be, becomes a word that you kind of hide behind. Like it's just it's iconic. It's like what okay, what makes it iconic? I don't because, think I it do, because, because I because Mamma Mia it. has
2: such a big cultural impact. Do you know, do you know how many viral sounds on TikTok there are from fucking Mamma Mia? Like people talk about I, Mamma I, Mia at at all the time at this point, I
1: don't even know, I don't even think the, I want to know at this point.
2: I don't think I should be asking a forty year old man about TikTok, actually.
1: Hey, 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 thirty seven. <laughs> come on. Oh shit I so, thought it was
0: eighty, sorry. Um <laughs> the iconography of the keep, project keep it's part of, which means that it's iconic.
3: Donna's
4: I, I, overalls. I like, I, yes, that's She's that's a trendsetter. Say, like, it comes up in the sequel every, as well, how she gets the clothes.
0: Every white mom like I've met has based her life around her. Like it's iconic.
4: It's traveling also,
1: your own, in
0: a way. Your own mother loves it. It's it's iconic.
1: I think it's the other way around, if anything. I think it's her character is based as, uh, uh, on an average mom.
0: My mo- best friend's mom has a framed picture of her in the kitchen. Right,
1: because when you say like, "Oh, an average white mom," like I come from Poland, everyone's fucking white, well, and where I come from, so it's not like it says like doesn't doesn't really register to me. Typically, every <laughs> so, liberal white
0: mom. To be clear, the conservatives <laughs> don't really. I don't think dig with mom Mia.
2: Yeah, like granola moms. I mean, don't don't conservatives
1: moms? like garden because I think you know like this is where you just wear your dungarees and you like you just repot your fucking roses or whatever. Liberal moms <laughs> have Mama Mia.
0: Conservative moms have Walmart. Those are the moments
1: i mean <laughs> i'm pretty sure like there there will be some musicals that conservatives are like.
4: maybe
3: no yeah. you
4: be know one. what like I'll, I'll say this as even though i think this is a heavily flawed movie it was still very enjoyable to watch and it's it, like you love tarantino Jakub. in that moment i was it's kind of like tarantino saying because it's so much fun Jen,
1: get it <laughs>
4: It's like, you know, it, it's, it is, you know, it's just, you, you let go. I'm, I not, let, I person, let go I'm
1: not going to go, uh, go, go for the jugular and say like, you're stupid for liking this. No, it's just like, I don't see this. Like I fucking fell asleep three times. It's just, just tell me. And then um, when I'm asking you, just please tell me what's, what, what makes it great. You just use the word iconic. I'm like, this doesn't fucking tell me anything.
2: <laughs> it's just, we just told emotion, you what was iconic about
1: it. Well, you did. Yes. But I, to, but I had to go and ask. So. I had to go and fucking prod, just tell me because uh, you just, I don't know yeah you host, I've I've com-
0: like, it was like five hours per episode why are you like get to the point <laughs> <It's> your thesis <laughs> to not get to the point
1: no I mean we get to the point we we leave no stones unturned and I no boy we will not leave stones unturned in here like so yeah because I I, I did enjoy a few few things about this I will say even even though it's a one-star affair like I'm not even gonna kid you right One but star. um Oh, yeah. You're on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, And you were like, oh, for people who give Mamma Mia four, less, less than four stars, just like I can just, just strap yourself in love because this is going to be great. But like, I I can see how people were excited for this. And then I think I read this little snippet on IMDb, how Pierce Brosnan was offered this the role. Because uh, I have a massive problem with him in here. But and he was like, I am in, I am in." <laughs> I, I, I want to do this because he was told that Meryl Streep's going to be in this, and he always wanted to play against Meryl Streep. Aww. And he wasn't even told it's a musical. And I think he, then he was told it's, it's a musical, so he lied on his resume and told everyone he could sing because he can't that. fucking sing. Yeah, he's, he's not so he it makes
2: it so endearing. Fucking rad.
1: Is this great? uh, That's the beauty
2: of Mamma Mia. None of these people are very good singers. They're just fine, and it makes it accessible to the masses. Because I can't sing, but I have a wonderful time singing along to the Mamma Mia soundtracks when I'm driving with my sister. Like... Well, it's the fun. Mamma Mia
1: soundtrack is just ABBA's greatest hit. You can buy it on like a three pack CD yeah, in a fucking Walmart. My and you could have done this in 2003 before the music. I'm like, than we do to
2: actual ABBA. <laughs> just...
1: Agreed. But it's the same yeah. music. Like, you could have done this in 1987. It will still be the same. There's
0: a heart, there's a soul, <laughs> there's people just like in literally. And I think it's because the filmmaking experience was so authentic. They literally just went to Greece and got drunk. It's like an Adam Sandler film of today, but like done overall. Yeah better but like it's just you can tell the people in it are having fun and that makes it a, I see, such I see a fun that.
1: experience well, I, I see that um sort of angle when you say oh yeah well this is cheesy and this is this is what it is okay great but then when you when you start with like this is the best film of all time like it is no i mean like, Piers, I mean, Pierce Brosnan, just the just way I finish, so I can actually just position, like, he makes Peter Stormare singing look like fucking Frank Sinatra. But the point isn't that
0: you're going <laughs> so, out
1: to, like, an opera or a concert. That's not the point. No, but in a musical, no, I think the point the is for people. Okay. Well, but, well, hold on. Like,
4: you Go know, for the good vibes, for the colors, for the, for, for the wholesome, for I the wholesomeness know. of I, the I,
1: I, I watch a musical to hear, uh, to hear, prof- to hear competent people sing and dance like that's I that's don't. one of the sort of things i yeah. watch like,
2: musicals usually against my will and most of the time they're not <laughs> that fun and they're cringy but i don't feel like that's yeah. the case with mamma mia so,
1: see so I understand where i'm coming from because that wasn't fun like at all because these people are not fun they're cringy for me and i i can see how you can see this as this is a camp affair that's great it but is. for me this this didn't take me this didn't take me like at all like this is this is basically a rom com, the lowest form of cinema with abba spliced spliced How in. How dare what? you! Oh, oh yeah. Rom coms are, are so bad. Romantic comedies when, are the oh yeah. backbone oh, of our
2: civilization. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and when they get it right, they all get Oscars because like, oh, you fucking knocked it out of the park, Bob! Fucking slap him an Oscar, like because because like we all know that there's a whole I can just. Sea of shit that on Netflix that no one else watches that that are just called romcoms is horrible. Like horrors are better than than this as a genre. Jesus, <gasps> it's
2: the worst thing no. you've ever heard. That's why I don't come on this podcast often. Imagine that
0: being a take. You say <laughs> could not imagine. No, I, especially I, I'm...
2: after the iconic "I Want You Back" and "Marry Me" dropped this weekend. You have the audacity to say romcoms are the lowest form of cinema.
1: What Literally. do you mean? <laughs> we make westerns look like fucking dramas. Like Jesus. <laughs>
2: Westerns are awesome. oh, so you're okay. So
0: to keep track record for everyone at home, Western Jacob hates Mamma Mia and hates every single romantic comedy in Western and says they're the lowest art. No, forms. keep that in I, mind, guys.
1: Oh, well, there are great romantic comedies, and then when they are great, they usually get Oscars like The Apartment or Annie Hall or It Happened One Night, Philadelphia Story, The Palm Beach Story. Like um, 13 going great. on
2: 30, I don't think got any Oscars. <laughs> it's the one Jesus. best one of all time. <laughs>
4: Sorry. Mark Ruffalo, Best Supporting Actor. Okay, begin,
1: begin again. Like... Great romantic comedy. I like it. It's also a musical, by the way, but with original music. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can see that. Yeah, Once is a good romantic comedy. It's still a musical, but hey, with original music still. But yeah, but I have but, a question. Yeah.
4: I, d- I don't understand the accents in this movie. What? Why? <laughs> why are Meryl's. Why is Meryl <laughs> Streep, and why is her daughter? amanda cypress why are they americans why is mostly everyone else british why is one of the friends scottish <laughs> well they claim this number two
1: don't didn't well, they? i mean she they just, gave the no, origin story she just graduated from oxford just landed somewhere because she didn't have anything figured out right well no,
4: no, they moved to paris to didn't they or are well, they
3: she moved, wo- some city or she,
1: yeah she no, moved to paris she's she,
4: she she's, to- li- she's studying she's still american like they have lily james as an american I mean, we'll, because we'll get, they had the we'll, metal streak in we'll, this one. I well, I yeah. You. She,
0: you don't have to be from a place to go to university there. Well, you, no, oh, you but don't you have to be
4: from a place to have the accent.
1: Well, yeah. Well, she's from America. <laughs> I mean, she could be an American <laughs> studying in Oxford, which would be probably the stupidest thing you could possibly do because, like, you'll be paying like three times tuition fees at least. Listen, uh, she, her mother is here
2: and has a Las Vegas re- residency. I'm sure she can afford Oxford. Yeah.
1: So, so what they,
4: they are... Is,
1: to do she takes a private
0: helicopter from Las
1: Vegas to Greece. I'm sure they're fine. She's a spoiled hey. trust fund baby <laughs> who's just wanted to fucking... Just start build a hotel in 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 Greece. Like that's what they that's are. Right. Just she does all her, the work. Up, they're there. the one percenters. Like yeah, that's what they are. The She gets on her
0: hands and knees and fixes <laughs> everything in that hotel. She literally is going to do the crack in the courtyard, the toilet she's fixing, the pipe she's fixing. She would uh, make the beds if
1: there was a machine mum, to do the beds. Because her mummies cut her off. Because she was like, well, "Why don't you just want to just do this?" And we just, well, "I want to, I want to go and explore the world. Just have a sandwich here in fucking India or whatever." And then, yeah, and she's like, well, no, you're going to do what I tell you. And then she said, no, I'm going to go to Greece because I don't have anything figured out. So that's why she had to do this because she was cut off from from the trust fund. But she was raised as a one percenter.
2: In the first film, (laughs) Cher is dead. And then they retconned it for the second movie. So maybe she just just didn't inherit (laughs) very much stuff. I don't know how Cher's will works in the first movie, okay? And also rich people should be turning their back on their generational wealth more often good for her
1: <laughs> queen. <laughs> queen but let's see how what a great piece of screenwriting that they have to retcon the fact that they killed their granny like fucking jesus they changed quite a lot. it's mama place. mia too like
4: it's well, it actually matter. technically
1: mama mia colon, here we go again right
0: the point is that <laughs> we'll these are get drunk we'll white people it. dancing in like greece
1: like i'll tell you this much i'll, I'll throw in a bone some bits of humor I re I really enjoy, and these will make up my top three, I think, because I, other than that, I don't I don't remember many things. So there are elements of this that are kind of just I can I can see how I could possibly like it if it wasn't so goddamn boring. In other parts, because like the the love story in this in this is so fucking bland, it just hurts me. Like I'm on the sea Yes, exactly. But Amanda Seyfried's suppo- love story is supposed to be the sort of the anchor around everything's, uh, 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 around which everything's kind of there because she's organizing the wedding. She's
0: it's her she's, daddy issues, though, isn't she's it? She's
1: inviting the daddies. I mean, yes, yeah, so it's supposed to be. But it's so so. It has this sort of let's just say the allure of like a 1940s rom com, like the sort of like the Preston Sturgis rom com. Like there's, we're, it's a love story, and then we're inviting troubles, and then everything kind of goes tits up and it's a bit of a screwball situation because the women are kind of t- taking charge of this and they're just bossing these men around and it's, and it's fun to look at look at this but it's, it i've seen this all before i've seen it all you know and it's just not n- there's nothing new in here for me to chew on it's essentially just a like a pot boiling rom-com with abba songs and it almost almost feels like it's a challenge for this lady Catherine Johnson who, who probably someone just challenged her at the bar and says, I bet you can't fucking write a musical um, out of stringing ABBA songs together. And she was just like, fucking just you wait. Yeah. And that's what she did. Like I, it doesn't fucking, yeah, it doesn't really do anything for me. I'm sorry.
4: Uh, it, it's the story is definitely rushed in general, in a way to a fault in another way. It's good because you just don't have enough time to focus on the details. <laughs> so this kind of like flies over again. It's like, ah, fine, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, it's like it doesn't it doesn't have depth into the characters in a way. It's more very much surface level where like they say things. It's like, "Oh, I have she says I have daddy issues." And the other guy is like, "I'm very loyal to you." And the others are like, "Hey, I'm just here for reasons." It's it's very it's, it's very generic in that sense. Um I kind of I kind of wish it was a bit more focused. And that's also one of the problems of adapting the play because the play is a bit longer. It has time to flesh out characters a bit more, blah, blah, blah. It's like a book. Why not? It's like the but Sweeney it's...
1: Todd problem again because like a musical will be yes. probably like a three, yes. three and a half hours long and you have to condense it so you have to just gut shit out, right? So yes. I don't know. It just... I don't know. Yes.
4: It's... I, 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 do, I do think that uh, even Toter is way too much screaming for my taste like that's when it when it becomes more, like the very 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 specific like chick flick kind of tropes of like women see each other and go like ah this ah, is I'm like
2: sorry, I'm sorry, I'm here
4: like those moments those moments they haven't it. seen
2: each other in like decades
4: true I true i haven't but seen it, people you like in the decades it will be like <laughs> I'm up on this I... stream <laughs> and whoop all night it's great <laughs> just banging the butts um, but it's but uh, but then uh, but then like I th- I do think the 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 actors elevate this, and I will say, the Tree of Dads, great casting. You got yeah. Colin Firth, even though even though Pierce Brosnan can sing for shit, it's fine. It doesn't have to sing too much. It's like two songs, it's well, fine.
3: I'll, but I'll, like I'll, yeah. Colin
4: Firth is very good in this. Stellan Skarsgård, like it's it's kind of like the three different types of daddies that one would want to have in their life. But they're all. I mean, see, and she gets it all. Just, it's, it's just casting,
1: right? It's just casting because they're just good, any and regardless. Like Meryl Streep, oh, Pierce Brosnan, and Stellan Skarsgård, and Colin Firth, They're just they're just commendable wherever you. If you just point a camera at them, something's good. Something good's come is gonna come out.
4: I mean, they. Oh well, I mean, they, they've been in some horrible, horrible films where they're not good, like November Man. I don't know if anyone has seen that. Sh- okay, is the, is
1: Brosnan. the film okay? Well, um, I think there is a difference between uh, okay. Is the film good or bad, or is the performance in the film bad or good, or is this and and can this be blamed on the director?
4: <laughs> I think the performances here are good. Like they're all doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're all on the same level. Even though uh, the only one I really don't like of the cast, and I, I hope Alina and Carson can agree with me at this point, it's trying to find the name where's his name the the the, the, the fiance Dominic, Dominic oh God many Cooper Dominic <laughs> Cooper he's just kind of there it's, it's, it's kind of like oh. eh. just kind of there eh. doesn't that's not anything but then you get like Julie Walters and, and Christine Baranski. they're a riot a bit too loud at times a bit too loud but still so much fun you 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 feel the relationship between the dynamos you can feel the history between the three of them and it's enjoyable when they're singing on the stage and all the girls are screaming. It's like kind of like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll... They're, they're just having so much fun. And that's, yeah. that's always like whenever I was starting to enter the more like critical side of things, kind of like, well, the, 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 the set isn't all that good. And the, the, we can see the cinematography is kind of like there and blah, blah, blah. But then it would just go to something a bit fun. I was like, you know what? At least it's fun. Even though I don't necessarily like the film as much as I used to, because I have so many problems with it On, on just like, there's no choreography pretty much in this, it's so half-assed, like the camera work and everything, just constantly like moving left to right, like most scenes are just the camera panning uh, going left, uh, going right it's not very energetic there's no much, like, Mama, again let's go back to the Mamma Mia song it's the title song, it's supposed to be this this, like, oh the discovery of the fathers and all that but it's there's barely any camera movements. There's there's not much to it. It's kind of, it's a disappointment when there are other moments after that that are actually more different, more fresh. It's so weird. It feels like it's been directed by three or four different people.
1: I don't know. Because I think, honestly, I think there will be a three or four different people pitching in with ideas. And then I think there's, the director in here let, let's be honest like she she's not the, the sort of the most the most experienced in filmmaking formats i think she's coming from theater so i would it i wouldn't sense, be I, would, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there are people who just like push and pull the film in different directions and that's why you have this sort of tonal differences between like here's a bit with like very crass humor here's a bit with slapstick humor here's a bit with that because there's just people mm. just throwing shit at the wall and then People, people just allow this to happen because they're well as, maybe this is also a vestige of the fact that they're just having fun and it's just like yeah let's just fucking make this happen right but it's great really? but I, I will say this maybe maybe this is a kind of sort of like a saving grace for m- me m- for future reference or maybe it's just an observation it felt kind of like a live-action Disney film for me like with these sort of the bridesmaids or the mom's friends, they're kind of like the sort of sidekick characters in a Cinderella film, right? We're just like, the, yeah, it's it feels... It's it's almost too saturated for its own good. It feels like it's trying to look like an animated Disney film only it's like twice as long and it has crass humor so it's not really, really appropriate for children. But it had this that, sort yeah. of vibe to me that way. Yeah. But, but it's just fucking boring. It's just... Ugh. Although I will say this, one one note I had: can this function as a prequel to Supernova?
4: I've just
1: seen it with, with Colin Fair disco, discovering himself. It's just like oh, this had this. That's I wanted Stanis Tucci to be there. <laughs> no, I've had many good thoughts. You just don't agree with them. <laughs> no, they're bad thoughts. Let's let's clarify it. Bad. No, 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 but... no, no, no. Just. S- hey, sit, like, sit down, character assassination, Carson. Come, just come down. The scene on the boat. <laughs>
4: the scene on the boat where like stars <laughs> are calling first or talking. That's a funny scene. That that's a funny scene. Come on, it's kind well, of like, oh, you've always known. Oh, that's I'm happy for you, buddy. It's kind of like smacking on the Yeah, you you go. It's like what? Like that's and Julie is just
1: there's, peeping. There is there is a better border. scene on the boat. I think it's in the first one because now it's it may be there where I think. Amanda Seyfried's drawing something, and and she's drawing Pierce Brosnan. Is that in the first one or in the second yeah. one? The first one, right? And he shows like, look at this, it's amazing. You should do something with it. And I'm like, this is meme material. Like, this is like when Donald Trump was just like showing what what, what he signed. Like, I want people to just replace this fucking drawing with something fucking horrible. Like, you should do this. Do something with this. Like, this this is great. Start a new meme. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just such a. It's a bit of a mess because all of a sudden, like, you have this sort of the the. the like the the little gay subplot in there is just what is it there for? Does it go anywhere? No. Or the, I don't know. It's just... I, I, I
0: wish. Stop trying I to wish. straight wash your films, Jakob. You can have I, a gay subplot. It's probably
4: I, ri-
1: it's written and directed by straight straight people. Sit down. And <laughs> and gays, love it. It. <laughs> gays love it. that love everything that has songs in it. Calm down. It's made by allies.
0: <laughs> they didn't oh, well, well, oh. they did like cats. Um... See, the,
1: see, case in point: like you put you put songs in a shitty film. Gays are like brilliant Bohemian Rhapsody.
2: That is not correct. Cinderella. True. I mean, not like Cinderella.
1: Are you gay?
4: We hated that. I hated It that. could be. <laughs> Many good people hated that for good oh. reasons. Um, so no, I suppose but, even like, gay people have their limits. Am <laughs> I wrong? I think the, the, problem, the problem with the gay subplot is that the guy just comes out of nowhere at the end in the church. It's kind of like, I've never seen you in the cast of extras. Where have you been through yeah. the entire movie? <laughs> It's those. It's the little details that make you go. Things don't add up. You could have added Listen, them.
2: Listen. Just <laughs> let Colin Firth be gay. It's fine.
1: I <laughs> mean, just be gay. How <laughs> so, haven't cars cars we spent any. the last forty years feeding the society this sort, of, this sort of narrative that you can't just decide this is what this is what you are. He's, he's, always there. Just gay.
4: He's, he's just accepting I it's it. Not just, like, it's, it's not like it's like the Power of the Dog. No, like Mama Mia is better representation
0: like, than Power of the Dog. Period.
1: It's like fucking. I can't. <laughs> like it's not like Ricky Gervais. I can't just wean myself onto cock. This just, just, this doesn't work that way, does it? Yeah. So I mean, no, I think the answer is no. I can't be gay.
0: That's <laughs> like some internalized feelings, Jacob, and I think you should explore them.
1: Oh, well, well, well. Too late for that now that ship has sailed not to the tune of dancing queen though but yeah i'm but i'm happy you love it carson happy birthday oh, i'm happy i love it too <laughs> just... did you watch it with, with a sing-along version ever did anyone no. of you watch it i know this song. Song? because
2: i already know the words Thank you, i don't Marina. need the sing-along uh, version
1: i remember yes. my my mom went to like okay well, i took mm. took her to the normal screen and then came back into the theatres as a sing-along she went to this and i can only expect this was a bunch of 50 year old women shouting abba's lyrics at a screen with no feedback whatsoever because it's not an actual performance so i wonder like if you guys if anyone has any experiences with shit like this because have be you never to seen rocky horror n- uh, live it's with an audience? Same never.
2: Concept. Not not with
1: only no. Uh, But yeah, but I I don't know what it feels like. So have you ever done it? I have been to Rocky Horror in
2: in Ottawa um, before the pandemic. The Mayfair Theatre had like the longest running like live Rocky Horror show of like all time. And it's fucking iconic. You go, it's really big during Halloween, but they do it every single month um you like dress up in fishnets you get your ass spanked you throw stuff I can't remember so I I went like five years ago it was very overwhelming for me because I'd never seen the film before but I had fun and people do it with the room too at that same theater and I'm sure Mamma Mia would be like the same concept
0: I've done both of those it's like how in mm-hmm. Death of a N- Death of the Nile, when she says there's enough champagne to fill the Nile, everyone said it along. But yeah, no, the room mm-hmm. in Rocky Horror especially are two that like I've done both, and they're incredibly fun. You're just yelling jokes. And Cats mm-hmm. does it. I know for International Cats Day, they have screenings of Cats. I'm going Excuse to this next moi. year. What?
1: And yeah. International Cats Day. What yeah. day is it? I don't know, but. So you need to figure this out because you Paul said you're going. Last,
0: well, Paul went last year to it, and I was like, wait, that exists? And they do it here, so I'm going to go. And I'm going to get so drunk, and I'm going to just scream when James Cornyn comes on. I guess spoilers for next week. We don't need to get into it too much.
4: <laughs> nothing none of nothing like this happens in Italy. It's very sad. I want to yeah, go guys, to a Rocky Horror screening.
0: I'm amazed that you guys don't have Rocky Horror. It feels big enough to me. Like It should
1: be like Because it's all everywhere. dubbed in, in, in Italian. Come on. Oh. Street, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: we came this close to go to to go into the the room screening we had tickets for march 2020
0: oh no make sure you bring <laughs> enough spoons you don't think you're going to go through spoons but you go through spoons
1: yeah. Imagine. one more thing i wanted to kind of bring up to the table i had the meryl streep sort of the, the main conceit of the film I don't know what to think about this like the fact she doesn't know because she's been with three men at the same time and it's just why, why is this what i don't know what what do you guys feel about this Or sort of, like is this is this like fake artificial what the fuck
0: i love it i i think the expression of female sexuality genuinely is like a great part of mamma mia i love that she's just out there fucking these men genuinely
2: yeah good for her I have but been in the same a, position, yeah. not pregnant, <laughs> thank God, but I have fucked three dudes in one weekend before because, get it, she should be allowed to fuck whoever she wants. And I mean, listen, no. you're going to have the opportunity to fuck <laughs> Colin Firth, Pierce Brosnan, Ansel and Stellan Skarsgard. Do it. I would do that.
1: Their I prime. think my ass would be sore after that. It would be worth it, though.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Although I've like, seen Breaking the Waves and then Stellan Skarsgard has a small PP, so, you know.
2: <laughs> I have no problem with that subplot because as Carson said, she's expressing her sexuality and women still in our the year of our lord 2022 still get shamed on for that bullshit. And also, it's nice because it like further cements the relationship that Sophie and Donna have because she didn't need a father there to have like a good family. It's mm-hmm. beautiful.
0: When she asks her to be the one to give her away, oh my god. I mean, this yeah. entire film she's bouncing around the dads and then it ends on the mom, so sweet.
4: And uh, the fact that you never get a proper answer to the real father is
1: She doesn't know. Very... That's why But also
4: it doesn't matter because,
1: uh,
0: because it's yeah. so doesn't much matter, deeper yeah. than blood. And that's but, expressed mm-hmm. in some, I the sequel so. especially.
1: Um, but here a follow-up question I'm I'm having. Is whether the film itself isn't condemning it at least for a good chunk of it because Amanda Seyfried's character, ha- character had, seems to have a massive problem. It's like, what the fuck, mom? Like, I, you, you had no clue. What the Jesus? Like, so she, th- then she orchestrates this entire plot because she has to deal with her mom's shit. Because, and after seeing her diary, I suppose. So, isn't this a bit sort of confusing? I
0: mean, there's, there's a difference between being mad at her for fucking three men and then being mad at not figuring out who the father was. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the bigger, and issue. I don't
2: think that's the case. Like Donna doesn't tell Sophie that she doesn't know until like towards the end of the film. It's that Donna didn't tell who, her who her dad was at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, that that was because that, she didn't tell her anything. She had to steal the stupid diary to actually figure out that oh yeah, she, she did have some kind of a clue because there were three men at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit weird.
4: Yeah, this yeah, like Donna doesn't really know how father like becoming a father works. Just <laughs> kind of like ah, oh, just invite all of them, figure it out. So you could just do a DNA test if you care that much to that extent. But it goes beyond that. It goes beyond that. I know so it's just kind of like <laughs> you're not just gonna feel it.
3: She I mean, But
4: that's also the beauty of it because she does like she feels it with all three of them that's what Carson and Alina said just goes mm-hmm. back to that it's kind of like the family like she, they are they are her fathers in the end all three of them doesn't matter which one's actually the biological father there's a part of her in all of them and she helped them like accept who they really are in a way you know mm-hmm. It's very simple. Like, if Stellan Skarsgård doesn't really change from the movie, to be honest, it's the only one just kind of there, very chill, chill guy
1: on his boat. Like, oh, oh." his boat. I don't know. I'm just um, if you. I suppose you kind of have to look at it the way like you both of you, Carson and Alina, you look at this uh, because like if you actually start looking at this with a keen eye, you'd be like, I'm watching at very excessively rich people having fun at my expense because I'm I'm trying to stay awake in here. Uh,
2: What do you mean at my expense?
1: at my expense because like this is my time like two hours of my time when you hit 37 you'll 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 start feeling the fucking passage of time <laughs> <laughs> you'll be just like jesus christ i feel the
2: passage of time when i watch most of the oscar-nominated films this year actually and i'm a mere 24 years old yes.
1: so. Or just the <laughs> nomination stream just itself. I'm like, I'm just thinking I've just fucking aged watching this fucking pure cringe festival. You didn't like
0: when they did a 30-minute interview with a random Jesse Buckley stand halfway through? Because <laughs> I love that. He's,
1: I mean, I was just, who the fuck is this guy? Is the, And then I looked, oh, he's like a TikTok celebrity? Like, fuck off. Live <sighs> reactions on Clappercast episode 95. Check it out. Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like... And then, you know, is, is Meryl Streep just loaded so that, so that she can just... Build a soundstage in Greece and then a, make up, make it into a hotel no, that looks no. like a live action set she, from, from Snow Hanks. White and the Seven Dwarfs.
0: It's explained in number Hanks. two,
1: the situation. Oh, well, yeah, but in 2008, like, assuming like, you watch this and you're like, what the fuck's happening? You'd have these questions, right? And it's just, sure. how can she afford no, this? No, it was what produced by
2: Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. They understand <laughs> the power of ABBA. Oh, but
1: then I get it. But then you say, oh, like, Niccolo noticed this himself. Just like, it feels like it's done in Pinewood, but they went to Greece and they built a set that looks like it could have been in wood. So, so they might no, as well have sp- saved the, the money. Court,
0: okay, the courtyard <laughs> is clearly this like bit they built, right? Like It, yes. it clearly yes. is. The rest mm-hmm. is Greek. I don't know. I really was... I'm amazed that you said this because I thought this was genuinely going to be the one point we agree on. I thought it looked incredible. I was like, this is amazing. But I guess I'm the weirdo
1: well yes you're allowed to be a, <laughs> you're a lovable weirdo okay oh I know. and then and apparently this is what this is what you do like you put songs in a in a, in a film you love it <laughs> so That's that's it's if game. you put
4: abba songs i love abba again i have the piano sheet i know most of them by
3: heart I so what's
0: your, that's what's the what's kind your... of brilliant thing at the very end of the day even if you don't like love the story you don't love the characters which i don't understand how you don't but if you're one of the freaks who don't you at least
1: have abba and like that's undeniably great fair enough but then abba is such a staple that it almost feels like i've it's i don't know it's almost like it's not a surprise just like yeah i don't know But yeah i have to say at this point like
4: before 2008 definitely but at this point they're they're one and the same like abba isn't just abba abba is mamma mia and uh, mamma mia is abba you cannot just separate the two it's impossible because this has become such a no, worldwide Dana. phenomenon only zoo uh,
0: it's like yeah. a venom <laughs> and abba and mamma mia were compatible and it became a symbiote and now you just can't get rid of it. like they are just they are one they're yes, just they. They exactly. talk to, they.
1: They refer to themselves in plural as well. Just like we, we are, are Mamma Mia, <laughs> freaking we are legion. <laughs> just, <laughs> just devour you. Uh, so I don't know. What's your favorite ABBA song, by the way? That's used in the film, just regardless of whether it's a c- rega- t- t- tied to a scene or not, just a song-wise m- musically.
4: I would be spoiling the top three.
1: Oh, okay, mm-hmm. fine.
4: Same. Dancing I'll, Queen is really good. I'll throw. Dancing is really
1: good. I think Dancing Queen, Even, is, a, no, is, a, is a is a solid is a solid pick. Yeah. Can I
4: say? Can I say? Th- th- the movie has some problems transitioning into songs, and I think the transition into Dancing Queen it's a fucking jump scare. It's kind of like because you know we just have to go. You can dance. just kind of like jumps into. The, it.
1: Sh- they do a much okay, better job in out. the second one. I'll pr- I'll put it that way. Uh, transitioning into okay. Dancing Queen, but I will say that I had this problem with the film. In I mean, of the two, I would say they didn't. It doesn't feel like the film struggles too much for splicing in the songs. Some of them kind of come in naturally, just like they they will even feed themselves line. And just oh, okay, great, like we're we're, we're going into this. So it feels like there is enough songs that you can actually just you can compile a list of ABBA songs and then t- and then just write a rom com around it, right? So at least you can you can you can say that. Uh, but I'll, yeah, for for me, like Dancing Queen just is, is, is in general is a is a great song. Mama Mia is an interesting song because it always kind of takes me by surprise because it has like this pickup note in there that you kind of just you, you can't even clap to it before before the drum set can, kicks in, you're like because you are always off by a by like half a second. So that's like the only one that's kind of just always musically takes me by surprise. But yeah, Ab- yeah. And weirdly enough, apparently the uh, ABBA people—not sure of, of of all four, but at least two of them—they were involved in making the film.
0: They have cameos.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, but in terms of, I think the one of the women singers, she's a producer.
4: The blonde. I think. For, forgive
1: me, I can't remember her name. Something, something Swedish. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, but I think one of the guys, because I think they were all songwriters as well, so I think they had something to say, or they were consulted on certain things.
4: Well, they, they, they made an, an original song for the movie. The mm-hmm. typical, like, we want to get an Oscar nomination, which they didn't get because it's not <laughs> a good song. It's it's one of those things when you have movies like this, and they always try to put in, even like, I don't know, like the, the Beauty and the Beast film, it's kind of like they they have original songs just for the Oscars and when they don't get picked up, you know, the song is not all that good.
1: Because the Academy goes like, I see what you did there, you sneaky fucking bunch of people. We're (laughs) not getting, I'm not falling for this this time, sorry.
0: (laughs) We will discuss this more next week, is
1: all (laughs) I'll (laughs) say. Anyway, I think this is a good time actually to transition to the second one because we kind of just invariably start talking about the second one anyway. So do we have any final thoughts about the first one before we go into our top threes? Very uneven film. That's, that's all I have to say. Perfection. <laughs> <laughs> Alina, what what does the cat say?
2: Um, I watched it with him last night when I got back from Death in the Nile, and he stayed on my bed with me the entire time. So I feel like he enjoyed it. He sleeps in the I can't of... ask him.
1: It's a no for me, but you know, I'm just a boring. My
2: cat's back. French, so I don't know. I feel like how he... do you know the
1: cat's French?
2: because he was found in Quebec
1: so he's Canadian
2: yeah he's French Canadian
1: oh I don't think cats recognize the idea of like nationality or maybe they do like do like dogs bark in different accents in France or because we'll yeah, yeah we my really get into cats uncle, next week because they explain this
2: <laughs> this is off topic but my uncle adopted a dog from Taiwan and he teaches it like in Taiwanese commands
1: mm-hmm no but and do you think like, like, that's if french I, canadian i could understand i could understand like when like if you, you picked up a dog from like romania and then you'd have to just speak romanian commands to it because this would this is what the dog would have heard all, all its life but i wonder if dogs communicate with one another in a different language depending on where they whales live
2: whales have different dialects depending on their pod depending on where they are geographically so I feel like it's plausible that street cats are the same.
1: Interesting. I anyway, it. time for the <laughs> top threes. Let's just, it's a sec. Uh, it's not even a segue. Carson, give me your top threes. We're doing top, right? Yeah. Or okay, well. top, however many you have, because, you know, like, well, I, I never stick <laughs> well, I to three six. anyway. Yeah, well, go for six. go for the six. I don't not care. Not
0: necessarily in particular order. When Meryl Streep leading in to slipping through my fingers, when she, uh, the smile, when Sophie asked, Will you help me? amazing breaks my heart every time uh velez voz is literally a better scene than all of uncut gems and i like uncut gems i'm not trying to shit on it but the anxiety you get in that scene Uh, fuck off uncut gems fuck off shiva baby i'm sorry that scene is like amazing the camera work oh my god the lighting oh my god the acting oh my god Production design. The scene with the men first you get introduced and it hits the note right as he's driving his motorcycle at the very beginning. Iconic. Nothing like it. Uh, Number two, unlike Nick, I love the rendition of Mamma Mia. I think it's amazing. But of course, number one, my favorite scene. Of maybe my favorite scene of all of cinema is the slipping through my fingers. I mean, again, maybe it's my mommy issue showing, but that scene like tears me apart each
1: time. So, favorite f- scene in the history of cinema? Like, is this It's possible? Are you being hyperbolic or this is genuine? It's possible. We'll see. I don't know. Well, I haven't ranked them, but so this, so the scene at the end of Call Me By Your Name, where you see Timothy Charlemagne just crying, uh, and that's and, and, and homophobic. To... <laughs> Is he's straight, isn't he? Anti-French. That's homophobic, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I it's, would it's, say. If anything, it's Frenchophobic. <laughs> Here's
0: the thing: the acting but... in that I would say is better, but I think the overall filmmaking quality is better in this scene. Yeah. Really?
1: Sh- w- bitch, he just sits, out of the way. Just, but I they literally
0: it. put a camera in front of him as he sits by a, a fucking fire. Like, I don't get me wrong; it's great. When oh, Michael
1: Stuhlbarg. Talks to him about what being in love is. Like, is this worse than 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 that scene in Mamma Mia?
0: You know, it would be up there. That's just another conversation for another day. I'm not here to kill my babies. I'm here just to kill bad opinions. Yours. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> if we... Put it you on know, a
4: silver platter.
1: I don't know. Like you, I don't know. One of us is going to be crying at the end of this episode. It's not going to be me. But um, uh, no, continue. Because I think I've, I stopped you halfway through your six. No, I'm done. That was all said. you done. Oh, okay. Alina, go for top ten, or I don't know how many you have on your list.
2: <laughs> okay, my top three are also in no particular order. Um, I love the scene where they do "Gimme, gimme, gimme," um, and like Pierce Brosnan and Colin Firth and Solon Skarsgård, they like start to realize that Sophie might be like their daughter. I think that's just, like, done so well, and I love when Selen Skarsgård is talking to Amanda Seyfried, and he asks, like, how old are you? And she goes, I'm 20, and he's like, oh, it's so funny. That's an iconic TikTok sound, by the way. Um, I love when Donna first stumbles on to, like, the three men in the, like, goat attic, and, like, they show them, like, (laughs) Yeah. The barn or whatever. Um, I can't remember. I was like, because they're kind of like upstairs. You live on a farm. No, I don't. It's, I don't. My house Um, is my house. My farm is like 20 minutes from me. But you're you're
1: like exposed to the farm. And you're like in the goat attic.
2: Listen. (laughs) Unless unless you keep your goats in in an attic. Listen, listen. It's like the attic part of a barn. Okay. It's like. It's a loft. A loft is the word I was looking for, I think. Um <laughs> okay. when she stumbles upon them and like it like shows them in their like old 80s costumes. That's fucking hilarious. I love that. And I love Lay All Your Love on Me, like we already discussed. That is my favorite song in the movie. I think it's so sexy. It's iconic. Awesome.
1: Here's that word again. This is uh, you know, it's like a theme of this episode, and I'm like, just I don't know, I feel like such a pariah in here. Anyway, Niccolo, tell me what do you like about top top three moments from Mamma Mia? Top three
4: iconic moments from Mamma Mia. <clears throat> uh, no, honorable mentions. I love the oh, fathers. Man. Excellent casting. Chiquitita, Super Trooper, Give Me a Man After Midnight, vulevu and Take a Chance on Me. Take a chance on me, like Julie Walters and Helen Skarsgård. I could watch a spinoff about their relationship. Top three moments. Number three, Sleeping through my fingers. Carson said everything about it, just that scene. Uh, number two, Alina said it, like "lay all your love on me." It's 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 like a super cheesy '80s video, and not only it's not only like kind of sexy and fun at first, but then like when the guys come out of the water, <laughs> they just start dancing. That's again, that's that's what I'm just kind of like on board with the song. I'm like, yeah, they, they're they're that's camp, that's proper camp, and they got. Uh, but my number one moment, which is actually my favorite song from ABBA, is Our Last Summer. It's like the scene on the boat, and they're recounting the past, and it's the three dads talking to Sophie to the girl. And just kind of like, yeah, it's it's I love it. I love the song, I love the vibes, I love the the setting that's actually shot on a location in Greece. Um yeah my favorite moment every time i watch it i kind of like yeah i recall the summers time is time gets gone with people you love like you know they're not going to go on for a long time but you just savor them in the next years i think the best abba songs and the best scenes in these movies are going to resonate with you if there's something related to your past that you can connect to it because carson talked about the mummy issues but like that scene is my it's the my mom's and my sister's favorite scene as well. They tear up every time because, you know, the Bond mother-daughter Bond, it was always very personal for them. So I think all of us have something personal. I and
1: remember being trapped the in the car songs. with my mom listening to ABBA on, her, in, on, on fucking repeat uh, when I'm in the back. Just, can we please listen to the radio or something? I don't know. <laughs> Fond jo-
2: memories. You know, My sister, when I force her to listen to Toby Keith every time we drive,
1: <laughs> Jeez. it's like my mom went through like a, through a phase her. of like joe cocker and i was just like and i remember these <laughs> these these months fondly because at least you know at least she laid off the abba in the car <laughs> i mean i like abba but enough is enough you know <laughs> it's just <laughs>
4: it's like alcoholics anonymous but it's for abba uh yeah I addiction
1: i have a
4: problem uh-
1: I will say this I tried to not pick songs because I think it would, be, would have been a bit easy for me cuz cause, cause it would be just like I can disregard the film and say like Dancing Queens great um just as a song. So I, I tried to pick something that's om- like almost what what I, I can remember from the film. And these are the moments of like okay well, let's just say I call it I call it unintentional humor or in some of the in, 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 intentional humor that's just like so out of place that I kind of make, make make made me giggle a little bit. So one of them, one of them is like when she sings, I can't remember what the song she sings when she's looking for um these guys in the in the goat attic. Right. So she's on top and then Mama she's, Mia. is it Mamma Mia? It, it is Mamma yes. Mia. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I didn't pay attention. Anyway, so she's singing like Meryl Streep is like busy singing. She's gesticulating. And there's this extra like dancer or someone who's who's like, fuck, fuck this. Like we need to open the hatch and look. So he just he just open like he just gets on his knees and opens the hatch. He's just like, look, Meryl, just stop singing, just look, fucking look. Like it's a, it's a great moment. Um, when Meryl Streep tells the drill, down boy, like down boy, boy, like, it's just in like it's like it's Ace Ventura sort of moment. It's very sort of horny. Um, and when they they mentioned that the cream she's using has an extract from donkey's testicles and twenty four carat gold flakes, I want this cream. So these are my top three moments. <laughs> so.
4: Can I give a shout out? Yeah. Shout out to the, to the old lady carrying the, the, the branches during the <laughs> Dancing Queen. And she's just like, that's, that's, that's women empowerment, female emancipation. Meryl Streep brought it to this island of Greece because all the women are kind of like, fuck the man. We're just going to stick together. And this elderly <laughs> lady, she's kind of like, fuck the patriarchy. Just throw out the tree branches and follow Meryl Streep. It's like the pipe chain on the ground.
1: <laughs> Boom. Oh, nice. Okay. The
4: statements.
1: Carson, now the difficult part. Bottom three moments from Mamma Mia. Look, but these bottom threes,
0: like, they're all great still. No cop-outs. Like, no cop-outs. Find... No, I've got three. In the beginning, there's a lot of fake-outs to Waterloo. One of my favorite songs mm. in general. I think number True. two is one of the best scenes. And they do a lot of fake-outs, and I get excited each time because I want to hear the song, and they don't do it. That's annoying. Uh, they have a lot of focus issues, I noticed. Especially in the beginning, there'll be like two subjects, and then the rest is like this weird blur that's really noticeable and it looks kind of cheap. I'll give you that. I think the camera has some issues with well, that.
4: That's because it's shot on a set and it's green screen. That's not important, Nick.
0: Well,
1: okay, but <laughs> is it it's because still good. I, 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 I feel this may be a, the, the director kind of not knowing. It's like, oh, this is how we work in here, so there are these marks on the ground, or whatever, and then she would just not care, and then Meryl will be like, I don't care. So and and the DP I mean, would be like I have no idea what the fuck to do with this here so I don't know if, yeah.
0: <laughs> if Vincent van Gogh paints a masterpiece do you care if there's one stroke in the wrong direction that's kind of my takes on these negatives the Jesus. last one is Dominic <laughs> Is dominant Cooper? Uh, I, I like him. Yes. I think though his song when he is singing specifically, it's the worst moments. I think when he doesn't have his shirt on, physically, he's not that attractive. and he has his British. shirt off. When he has his shirt off, I mean, don't get me wrong. But when he has a shirt on, it's not that interesting. So it's just I don't know. I think there's probably someone better for that.
1: I role. thought they wanted to get Emil Hirsch, but he was busy, and then they just cast the next best thing. Well, is it kind of like him, <laughs>
3: just...
4: sure, could it be. They're um, part of like a clone. Because I like, felt for for a, for well. a second, says, is this
1: Emil Hirsch? <laughs> it's just like no, it's not. Anyway, continue. Is that all three? Those are three. Oh, okay, Alina, bottom three, go for it.
2: Uh, Okay, I put minor more just like minor moments. I did put Pierce's singing. But like I said, (laughs) like it's bad. But I also kind of feel like it's endearing and accessible. And I felt like I was obligated to put it down because I was really struggling to write three things. Um, another part that like especially made me cringe is I enjoy Stellen Skarsgård and I think Julie Walters is her name doing mm-hmm. Take a Chance on Me, but when like it first starts and she's like just talking the words to Stellen Skarsgård, she's like licking her lips. I hate that. It's so gross. <laughs> um, yeah. and then my <laughs> third this is my thing... t-
1: this is my type of bottom three moments. I love yeah.
2: this. The the third thing that like. <laughs> hate um is i love christine baranski in this but like that random young guy who is obsessed with her and like does your mother know gross like i'm all for like older women fucking younger dudes but like they just like it just made it i didn't like it it was handled it badly so you're in so
1: you're pro licorice pizza right i haven't seen it Oh, hasn't okay. come to my Cause theater. Because like, there's, there's this narrative brewing. It's like, no, age, you got fucking. Just go. Listen, and, I and, don't and think that so a woman in in is these,
2: underage.
1: Like you have these that's cougars, the just fucking young men. I'm just like, wow. No one's yeah. underage. I yeah. will say
0: it, the dance move when she implies that she's giving him a blowjob during the song and everyone's yes. like, cheering them on. But she's oh still my. singing as she does it. That's like, it's a choice.
3: It's <laughs> well, Yes. If
1: you, if you can sing while giving a blowjob, then it's kind of like... It's again small PP, right? But it just... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> is, it, is it all three right? Nicolo? Yeah. Um.
4: Yes, I've like super small honorable dishonorable mentions. Just the glitter effects in the opening. <laughs> um, <laughs> the sound mix is not all that good. It's kind of like sometimes you can like the 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 music drowns the singing. Probably for the best sometimes. But anyway, um, I don't like money, money, money. Um, I I hate the accents and I hate the screaming. Anyway, number three, the use of day for night in this is garbage. You can't, like, the the night has, like, the biggest freaking shadows everyone's casting. And there's this bright reflection of the moon in the water. It's, (sighs) Number two, Pierce Brosnan's original song. Oh, to this day, it's the only moment I just I cannot I don't remember it. It's kind of like we're standing here at the table celebrating. It's like what I don't know what's no one cares. No one cares. No one no one remembers this song. No one sings this song. I don't think it's even in new CDs of ABBA collections for a reason because it sucks. Um, and lastly, just 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 it is actually what what Selena said. <laughs> Just that whole like that character, like this 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 young black guy, is just super into Christine boranski He just keeps popping up constantly. It's a running gag. It's just kind of like I don't know. It is super funny though. That's the thing. I I don't like it, but I I'm super happy that it's there. The movie would be missing <laughs> something if it wasn't there. You need the cringe sometimes. You need the
1: cringe. Let's make a few substitutions. <clears throat> so uh as a dishonorable mention i would say because i had this sort of embarrassing air, air guitar moment from, from errol streep it's just like no this is too it's basically like like my mom trying to trying to just speak in teenage slang when i was 18 like just no sit down <laughs> but it but i would i would go with the sort of like the one of the three moments would be the sort of the the it kind of yeah the the bartender kind of is a part of it because it's kind of like why is he here because like they have so many greeks in there and the greeks are basically just like a, like a bone dry stereotype of, and, and they're dumb as fuck as well it's just like not, why it's just oh, very good very not very good um that moment when she says oh well it's skarsgård say something like says something about oh it's sophia so sophia is a greek name for this and she's like oh, i'm sophia oh, i'm named after so how dumb is she like does she not know what her name means where it comes from like what the fuck she's 20 like Jesus Christ. But the absolute I'm twenty one and I don't know the history of my name. Just Google it because you know like you're yeah. Yeah, just Google it.
0: I like to define my own path, Jakob. I don't like the past to define me.
1: Oh gross. Just, saying... <laughs> it's just but the uh pinnacle fucking like Pierce Brosnan singing is just brutal. He's just he should not like I i bet you money, he wanted to star against Meryl Streep and he just told his agents like no yeah totally know how to sing yeah yeah totally uh, Yeah, okay. I'm good with a musical and then you fucking Jesus how am I gonna do this and I'm gonna fucking wing it question yeah. for the panel who's better Pierce
4: Brosnan in Mamma Mia or Russell Crowe in Les Miserables <laughs> i never
2: seen it's that. like
4: Sophie's Choice oh no <laughs> The way i think both are good <laughs> they're not that bad my, right
0: my toxic trait is i think both are good
4: <laughs> i think Russell Crowe is actually pretty good in the film but don't tell other people that movie is
0: so good like side note no one cares that movie's great i don't care what anyone says best visuals like of the decade maybe well les oh, wow. miserables oh, by wow. tom
1: hooper is it tom hooper yes
0: who made the iconic cats <laughs> coincidence i, could... I think oh, not. i'm, At I'm looking
1: i'm looking forward to cats because i haven't seen it but but i didn't really realize it's the same guy and um my experience with lame miserable is not great i can't tell you this much
4: the dots will connect <laughs> it's
1: fucking gross the Miserable is just was a pain anyway i think it's time to move on to mamma mia colon here we go again
3: i just don't think you know what you're doing well, I'm hoping, if I keep pulling on these two bits of wood, we might eventually bump into land.
0: Oh, okay.
3: There's another little island over there. I thought we might go for a picnic. Where's the food? Oh, you're gonna catch it. On the way.
2: <laughs> oh. <sighs> uh, <clears throat> so we haven't talked
0: about last night no you should know that i never do that that fast i mean hardly ever
1: well sometimes a bit recently in fact but on the whole not i
3: thought it was miraculous
1: so written and directed by is it all parker all parker i think who is best known for writing the best exotic marigold hotel and its sequel a handful of mediocre wrong and the fact he is married to tandiva newton Mamma Mia, here we go again. I can't actually, you know, this is his resume. Like it's even on his Wikipedia page. He's married to Tantiva Newton. Like that's not even just in the little box, it's just there. Just that's that's his claim to have fame, I suppose. Anyway, so Mamma Mia, here we go again, find Sophie, Amanda Seafried again, as she is preparing to reopen the hotel in Kalukari, uh, where her mother after her mother's death, and an event to which she is attempting to invite her three fathers, her mother's friends. And her grandmother, that's Cher. But that's just the half of the film, which is divided into 2 substories. the other one being a flashback where we follow young Donna symmetrically in 1979, that's played by uh, Lily James, as she graduates from Oxford and moves to Greece um, after a short stay in Paris, I suppose, where she meets three handsome strangers so okay anyway so just as it was a no-brainer that mamma mia the musical would 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 be made into a movie and that this movie would make obscene amounts of money the success of the twenty two thousand eight 2008 movie made the sequel inevitable so however it took almost nine years for the film to be greenlit and not with birthing pains as well the most obvious of of which was that meryl streep was not really returning to star there was a lot of debate as to why she did not return. I, I don't know if we're going to get get in touch on this, or maybe we will, but I'm pretty sure we're gonna get close to it in a way. Anyway, because I have a few questions I wanted to ask. Anyway, anyway the movie opened in the summer of 2018, so almost ten years ten years after the original premiere, almost to a month, it was received with much better by the critics, but earned a little bit less at the box office. So without further ado, anyway, give me, give me, give me your take on the sequel, Carson. Happy birthday
0: take me back to summer of 2018 over the course of two <laughs> weeks me and my best friend saw this for or saw this nine times in theaters um this movie is everything like i you can say mama mia is bad i don't know how you can say mama mia here we go again is bad like the songs i think it's a lot more confident it's a lot more consistent than the first film a lot of the issues with the filmmaking i guess i might be the only one here who thinks this because nick has given me a face of like disgust but like i think the (laughs) filmmaking is much stronger here the story is so fucking emotional at times like it's camp it's definitely i think more camp than the first film but also the emotions of the end still get me every single time I can quote this movie. I have like little things at basically every scene of the film. Uh, like this is one of those movies I did not put in my top one hundred best films of all time because like my relationship with this is not at all like objective or not at all about the filmmaking. This is a movie that means so much to me. I can turn on any day and every day and have an amazing time with it. I, I think it's genuinely flawless.
3: Well,
0: I
1: think it
3: deserved
4: a spot in the list.
1: <laughs> Alina, what is your take on Mamma Mia, colon, here we go again.
2: I went to see this in that same summer of 2018 with my best friend Gwen. And I remember at the time we were going through a period where both of us were like majorly bummed out by men. So we went to watch a movie in which the main source of bummerness was men. And you know what? It was just, like, the pick-me-up that we needed. And, yeah, it made me retroactively like the first Mamma Mia way better. Um, I think this is, like, the sequel is, like, miles and miles better than the first one. Um, I think the parallels throughout this are, like, so well done. The retconning doesn't even matter because it improves on so much stuff from the first film. Uh, I think Lily James is a fucking angel. Apparently, she's a bitch on set in real life. That's the rumor. But, like, she's an angel in this. The costumes. Young Bill. Jesus Christ, young Bill. Um, there's just so many really <laughs> cute moments. I love this movie. Like, this is, I think, my third or fourth time rewatching it, like, when I watched it this morning. I love this movie. It's, like, it's generally one of my favorites. My, I watch this with my little sister all the time. We listen to the soundtrack in the car all the time. It's iconic. It's iconic.
1: Is this just because people are, are nice looking? Or is this because you're like, oh, this one's cute? The Lily James and Angel? Or is I don't know. I mean, they are very... No, are attractive
2: people. But, like, I also really like them. I feel like they're... the. This is a spoiler for my top. But, like, I think, like, the casting of, like, the young people is perfect fucking casting. They're so good. I mean,
1: totally like, right for, from me. When you said, I think, three times young, Bill. I'm like, this is a top three thing. I think it's going to be a top three thing. <laughs> yeah. And not going to spoil this
0: and jump around, but at the end credits, when the old and the new come together, like...
3: It's, super it's per- Trooper Iconic. Super
2: Trooper cured my seasonal depression
1: <laughs> Literally Wow Nicolo, tell me I wrote I know that you, down I'm,
2: in my notes
1: <laughs> I know you have thoughts on this <laughs> Tell, tell <Yes>. me
4: <laughs> Let me tell you about the five stages of grief Related to Mamma Mia Here We Go Again I did not watch this in the cinema When it came out But I watched it when it came out Like on VOD right after uh, Didn't like it At all my sister loved it. She, it's, it's still the only movie she watched in IMAX, which is hilarious. Um, and she came for the Christmas holidays, and she forced us all to watch it again. And we watched it again. And I was like, I don't like this. But, but, but maybe, but maybe. There's some I don't know, there's something. I don't know. I, I I didn't want to accept it. I was I was in denial in that time. Um, but now, re-watching it in February 2022, especially after watching the first Mamma Mia right before, um, this is the Godfather Part 2 of the Mamma Mia movies. Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again <laughs> is just straight up just a good film. It's just really fucking well made. It has some of the best transitions, I'm not kidding, I've ever seen, but... Uh, It has so much heart, so much emotions. It's so consistent. I was kind of like, oh, you can have a sense of humor and have it be consistent throughout. You can have emotional and tender moments. You can have actual parallels and using editing and camera work to say something. This is actual choreography. Every song is like, oh, people are actually dancing and doing shit. It's fun. It's awesome. And and it filled me with with laughter, filled me with joy, gave me a, a small little sexy tear at the end. It's just it's 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 honestly I was I was just being kind of a shit snob when I first watched it in 2018. I didn't want to accept that this could be just plain fun and plain good. And rewatching it now, I was kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. Yes, this this is just really good. I just really enjoy it. It's it's way better, way better than the first one. Jesus, like it's I I I would like if anyone says the first one is better, I I don't know, I, like I mean, fair enough, it's their taste, but it's so good. I'll just say this. It's just so, 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 so good. Um, I'm really
2: proud of your which growth. Wasn't ex- <laughs>
4: I, I'm always open to change. I'm not one to, to you know, I'm open. I'm open to change.
1: Well. <clears throat> oh, <no. laughs> so I sat down to watch this yesterday. And then I finished it today because it was already late and I fell asleep. Not, yeah, so. <laughs> um. And not, but yeah, not, it wasn't in the middle of the day. So I just assumed I'm just tired. But anyway. I started to watch this, and I, hear the t- I, I see the title, and in my head I, I said to myself, Mamma Mia, fucking here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> just, and I just I, I just giggled to myself, because it just made sense to me. And I will agree. Yeah, the film's better. It is, yeah. Mamma Mia, here we go again is better than Mamma Mia. But I think that it it has to be kind of qualified to me. It, I still don't like it. It's kind of like... But the first one, it's like someone... Sold me a brownie, told me that it's a brownie and it's actually a third. <laughs> this one is, and then it was rolled in glitter, so like, how could I tell, right? But it was, uh, but but this one's an actual brownie, it's just bland as fuck. Because, mm. um, when I can, I, I've I I've i read these texts it's like, it's the godfather too of, of, of Mamma Mia films, like this, like you're not like the only one saying this. it is, like, the, Francis Ford the, the director, can never, the director himself. I was like, this—it's Godfather Part Two. I'm like, I can, I can smell the farts he's high on, right? But it's just, um, but it's just—it's fun. It's a funny, it's a funny joke. Is it though? I mean, I I can see that. Yeah, it's like in terms of form or craftsmanship, yes, because there's two narratives you have to splice them together, and they're kind of symmetrical, so it kind of plays off of one another quite nicely. Yes, granted, that's why it's better because the filmmaking, filmmaking sort of on display is just on a different level i'll I'll give you that (sighs) but i'll i'll say this i was watching this and i was just thinking to myself like is there enough abba songs that you can actually make two rom-coms out of this and i think the answer is no I think there's one. Just a,
0: use the same ones. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that's, that's, cool. a, exa- that's exactly what they had to do because they don't have enough songs to make to make two films out of this. They can make one and a half films, and then if if the question is when if if they can make two good films out of this, or how many good films that you can make out of this, I think to to me the answer is like point five. That's that's where I stand on like Ham- Mamma Mia, here we go again, because it is. You know, it has to sort of—it's not even a sequel; it's a prequel, right? So it—it it feels like it's almost trying to, like, it's almost too much enslaved to the original in in ways. Okay, we have to pay off this whole, this whole bullshit in here, pay off this character and that character because we—they know that there's gonna be fifty-year-old women in the audience, fucking pining for this, and there will be, you know, like all all, all the fans of the original is going like, "We need to see this character," or like, "I need to hear the song." Oh, we need to hear Pierce Brosnan sing. Now I want to hear Pierce Brosnan sing. <laughs> it's just, and yeah, yeah. T- to me, there's there's just uh, you know, there's the the, qu- the question is how many so- how many films you can string together out of ABBA songs. Do they have enough hits to actually sustain two rom rom-coms? And I think the answer is kind of no. Yeah, so that would be the sort of thing. And I I appreciate the fact that the filmmaking is, you know, a little bit better. I'd say, um, what. Well, by a little bit better. I'd say it's quite a bit better because there's two narratives you have to splice together. There's so many characters. You, well, the characters you have to pay off, it kind of just annoys me because it feels like it's a lot of fan service out of one film. Um, but I do appreciate the symmetry between certain things, like well, the barn and the this the storm, or it it, it kind of just plays into each other quite nicely. So in terms of filmmaking, it's a massive step up. It kind of looks like at least there's a filmmaking crew on set, knowing what I think, with a, with an idea of what they want to do. It's a real movie. <laughs> it is a real, it is a real movie, and it ha- actually has real cinematic moments. It doesn't feel stagey as much as the first one, but it's still, it's just it, it, underneath. It's still the, it still has the same problem to me because it's again, it's a rom com with with ABBA songs spliced into it, and at least. Half of these songs are almost forced in, like the fucking Fernando song. <laughs> it's just oh, it, we need to we need to name Andy Garcia's character Fernando because there's this uh, Fernando song that we just need. Or I feel like oh, what do we do? How do we put Waterloo in this in this film? I know, let's send her to Paris. Waterloo is Belgium, connected to
0: way. an emotional moment she's having and an emotional journey. Oh yeah, but it feels, they go but to it
2: a to
1: like
0: stops.
2: The world stops when Cher starts singing Fuck, Fernando.
1: Go, go! The fireworks,
0: like, Loki, amazing! <laughs> like it's one of the best scenes.
1: Oh no! It's just, like, what if his name was Esteban?
0: What's a film!
1: You get to name <laughs> the characters. No, but then, like, it feels like the, there was a discussion somewhere in there, like the, the screenwriter and director, because I think the, uh, the same guy wrote it, right? And they were just sitting there and just thinking. Looking at a list of songs and it, it's and it's no longer as okay. easy as as, as I'm they don't sure really they just just said fall that's in how slot into the place.
2: Movies, they like picked songs oh, yeah. and then wrote it around the songs, which okay. is valid. Yeah, but then because it's ABBA, who cares? Well, let's start, and it, they work in the songs, it, brilliant. But then the when point. they
1: actually force these things, but if they force these things in, like some of these are forced. No, as in like, because oh, they're to, iconic. Waterloo
2: and Fernando are two of the best songs in the entire movie. Yep. Well,
1: because they're good songs, but they're like, no, how no. we put Fernando in here? No, the in Waterloo
2: in. <laughs> is so good. The emotions it's, of Cher yes. and Andy Garcia drink Fernando is uh, so good. Poor
1: shit. Poor shit. Like, the only reason they have Fernando in here is just, like, we need to have a character whose name is Fernando so that we can have a Fernando oh. song. Like, it feels would like it's retro- Would you rather it just it be active. named Henry and it's do
0: weird? We. Like, would that make you feel better?
4: <laughs> Honestly... Yes. What would you be like, yes. Why would you be, it would be like? Are they we need a f- the f- character f-
0: to make it work. That's film. You n- make choices so it comes together as a narrative that makes sense.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, in the first one, at least you can you can see that the songs kind of naturally just flow it flow into. It does, oh, the no, 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 does no, it, no, it, no. The only
0: thing you're saying is of course, some of them. His name do.
4: is Fernando. <laughs>
1: It's just. oh okay. no, my God. The thing no. about the
4: Fernando song. The first no. time I watched the movie, I hated the because you, because you know it's going to go to that part because it's kind of like yeah, of course, like he's the mysterious guy. Like <laughs> they haven't they they didn't have Fernando in the first movie. It's gonna be in this one because it's a famous song. Um, and they didn't like the moment and blah blah blah. But just rewatching it, like I was I was just actively waiting for it, and it's it's just yeah, really? it's because it's so much fun and it's just it's it. I loved because. Andy Garcia is just off in the distance and Cher is up on the balcony. And you just hear, Ruby! And she turns, it's like, Fernando! And you go like, yes! And the music goes dun, dun. and you go, it's so yes! It's just, no, and you think you know what you're doing. It's getting, giving Cher. It it's the
0: next level with the fireworks. And it's like a brilliant escalation of the song. It's amazing. Yes, you it just go with share. the
4: flow. You just go with the flow of the whole thing. It's, it's it's like honestly, I feel your I, pain, Jakub, because that's I how can't I can't
1: believe what that's I mean. how I
4: felt three <laughs> years ago, no, four years ago at, at this point. <laughs> oh that's how I felt, God. and it wasn't fun. I mean, I, and now I'm just kind of like, this is super fun. I,
1: I see all these people were having fun because, like, share after after that, I was like, I'm gonna record a whole album of Abba covers. Right. I'm like, just oh, great album.
0: Just
1: <laughs> Not her music though. It's just, it's kind of like yeah. Nowadays you do this and you get banned from YouTube for for recording covers. Yeah, I'm but warning you now, paid, when you
0: watch cats, you need to have more of a mindset of this is not good and it's fun.
1: Like a bottle of tequila, I suppose, right? Sure.
4: Watch it. with a smile and it'll smile back at Fucking you. I
1: know. Like well, at least with this because you know, this is no longer based on an, on a stage musical, yeah. right? Yeah. I I'm I'm watching this. I mean I can see okay well the love story is a bit better fleshed out although Dominic Cooper is not even in the film I'm like I don't mind. Like yeah. it's just like <laughs> it's just like I'm fine. Like he he can do whatever he wants. Like where once I don't know where he is in New London York. right? or it's just New York fucking He's I don't know. He's
4: studying hospitality <laughs> to help out the hotel and they offer of him a job. Is. You know, it's it's commenting on a very thing that happens often in couples. The tickets
1: and... alone. The tickets alone it's just like You realize the money they have to spend is to gallivant between just the Greece and New York, Jesus. But (laughs) I'm just I'm just asking myself this question. This film came out ten years after the first one. The first one was a massive, massive success, like one of the highest-grossing musicals ever. Right, top Mm eleven is it? And based on a top five sort of West End musicals in history, like this, there is there should be like if in terms of like Hollywood bean counting, there should be a, a drive to say. Like we gotta we gotta milk this cow, right? Like we we gotta make this happen. Ten years. They took
4: their time. They it told the story when it was the right time to tell it. They didn't rush it.
1: Bullshit. <laughs> I think there was this this massive problem in here because I think they wanted Meryl Streep and she said, I'm not fucking coming back to for, do this. Which is for the better. I think that's which my is theory. For the better because no <laughs> but then like if you read like these pieces in variety going like ah, oh, you know she has better stuff to do oh no it's scheduling co- no it's not scheduling conflicts she didn't want to go back <laughs> and, and i'm just wondering like, why if, if, this, if she clearly looked like she had a good time do you guys know anything about this or do you have ideas probably why thinking... it, again first why did it take 10 10 years
0: well to get a script this good i mean it takes time to work workshop it. no I'll just, I'll just be two, serious uh, with me she probably be was she probably me. was filming the laundromat and she added to like 10 hours of makeup probably each day to turn into a mexican woman for some reason for that film so like I
1: think laundromat was made what was made after that it's 2019 it
0: venice 2018 i believe or 2019, be 2019. No, you're right yeah mm.
4: Well, so doesn't so know that that be I note. think they just did
2: what was best for the story. I think it works having Donna dead in the present timeline. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, but the, the film the film takes takes place five years after the events, and they're all like ten years older. Oh, that's right? not
4: that. Like well, they've aged gracefully. Mm-hmm. Age becomes others, but, you know, so like fine there's... wine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you are Mama it Mia? It also kind right? of is
0: <laughs> the next like ev- like what would they have done if Meryl was alive? Because like I don't know, I, I think the story of Sophie taking over the hotel, trying to find her way without her mother, but then you get that amazing ending inside the church where they lock the ghost of her in the church and like keep her there. <laughs> it's, so, it's so cute.
1: This is so. This is why you have Mamma Mia. Here we go again, too, which is an actual ghost story horror, and you have Nicole Kidman with with fucking kids in there, just hiding from the light because Meryl Streep's ghost in there, and the church. That. Like I kid you not, <laughs> but see this. When I well, I, w- I hadn't seen this until like yesterday. So, but then I was aware of like the marketing, whatever, because it was one one of the biggest films mm-hmm. of its year, right? And then all over the marketing, you find Meryl, Meryl Streep is in fucking Jeez, every in single the movie. trailer.
2: Let's be clear.
1: Yeah, for mm-hmm. for like three and a half minutes.
2: Was she And oh, yet she's so powerful.
1: Yes, you you watch <laughs> Look, watch the trailer. I, in... I, I I bet you like I watched the trailer just just an oh, hour wow. before, just to kind of just realize this. You, you could convince yourself that Meryl Streep is a, is at least an important character that has a lot of screen time, and they have all her scenes oh, in the trailer. she's
4: in the Posters, huh? Well, she's in the, in the poster.
1: poster. Well, yes, but she's in the smack, smack in the fucking middle. She's Meryl like fucking
0: Streep. I almost, I, for a while, well, for a couple yeah, months, I had a cardboard like cutout of the poster from the theater. Like on,
1: on like a mar- marketing film production level, this this is a cheap shot. Like, I, I kid you not. Like, this is fucking bad. Like, because like, you go into the cinema, like, I'm going to go to see this, the new Meryl Streep film. And it's like, where's Meryl Streep? It'll wait until the end just wait until the end She's there. It's, a, it's, okay. it's a great I'm,
4: I'm... marketing strategy because the absence of Meryl Streep is also the absence of Donna it gets the audience feel the loss that the characters are feeling and going back in time through the past reliving the memories it's going to lead to these emotional catharsis in the final moments in the church that are, that are you're magical are trying to
1: rationalize this I know, you're trying to rationalize that. Like, it's half how this, joke, how half this truth, is, though, to be this, honest. This, 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 yeah, this, like Nick's this argument makes complete brownie. sense
2: in my brain. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm, like, here for it. Fucking <laughs> horseshit. Like, this is, this is pure, like, th- this is money. Meryl Streep brings money. We need, we need her everywhere on the well, market. But she doesn't want to be the film. I don't know film. why, She's like, listen, this like
2: is a modern movie Why is industry? that a bad thing? Yeah. should listen, if we well, need Meryl Streep to that, get right? people to go and see this instead of the new Marvel movie, let's fucking do it. There's Jacob wrong gave licorice it. pizza
0: one star because Bradley Cooper was in it for one scene and it was in the market. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, licorice pizza is five stars, dude. Licorice pizza is five stars. Um, but ima- but imagine this, like if some, yeah, maybe that. Imagine imagine if you went to see Phantom Thread thinking it's a Daniel Day Lewis film and it's he's only in the ending.
0: That's just most movies. Like, the though. fuck,
1: like. I mean no, it's, but then every time you see this, it, it's a massive shit show like on twitter or everywhere because people will go hold on when's the last time but they got like when when there are scenes in trailers that are then later taken out in editing or in reshoots and people actually like rogue one make a stink about this like rogue one or like some of the fast and furious films or whatever when when there's when when the trailer gives you an impression that you're going to watch one thing and then it doesn't look like it at all people are angry right and i'm just thinking like you're just like fucking glazing over this And i'm like no no it's yeah, great
3: the movie's it's amazing, like,
1: amazing. <laughs> yeah uh, you, so you say but <laughs> so you say but then i'm just i'm just looking at this i'm just thinking if i went to this wanting to see a sequel to mamma mia which was a meryl streep vehicle being led by a mark by the marketing campaign which has mar- meryl streep front and fucking center and then she's not there she's
0: a case. supporting actress in the yeah. first film anyway it's not like oh. it's her movie well, but she mm. oh, well. how
1: much screen time does she have like probably 40 but minutes she's right dead. she has what do you want her to be doing did you want like her ghost to go on adventures no i want the i want at least i want the marketing not to lie in my face you know but well,
4: Yuck, but just, the- email, just make,
1: make email universal whoever, marketing. and just
0: like, I don't know.
1: I, I, I will. I, to I, whom it may, may concern. <laughs> marketing. <laughs> it's, marketing oh my is, God. This is the it's same as
2: the people very, suing the makers of yesterday because Anna de Armas was cut out of it.
1: Yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, yeah. That's, no uh, time uh, to uh, die yeah.
0: promised Anna, and she was in it for one scene. Did you like. And
2: she was know, like chronic. 30 minutes about
0: it? And no one cared. Everyone was and like, they're... that's
2: great. No. Because she was so good. And no one complained. And the rest of the movie and good. was good. And of me, here we go again. I... Because she was so good in her role. And the rest of the movie was so good. Carson, and again, just... this is why we're besties.
1: Marketing. You're just drunk we're on just this movie each other. so much. You're just, you're just I don't know, under a spell. Like I, I feel like I'm I fucking... think the fact that
0: this is what you have to focus like, on to say this movie is bad, is telling of how great this movie is. Because like... What a petty point for twenty no. minutes of conversation! Like, tear something else down. Why I'm is like, it bad? Explain.
1: It's like I'm I'm now in the village of the damned. Like I just I, I just <laughs> fucking skipped all the fucking impregnation by the aliens. I just come back and everyone's like, you know, we serve the blob. I mean, just blobs the blobs the new life. I'm like, what the fuck are you people talking about? <laughs> I don't want to say it. I would so... rather
0: if I was I would rather join a Meryl Streep cult than a Jared Leto cult. And Jared, I'll still join your cult, don't get
4: me wrong. But, like, on terms of who I would follow blindly, I will follow <laughs> Meryl
0: wherever she goes. Well, it's like
4: one cult has ABBA, the other has 30 seconds to Mars, so, you know. But one has Paolo Gucci. That's a, that's the difficult part. True. I'm not gonna
0: buy it. Why? I'm not Meryl Streep <laughs> has bite. to make a, an Italian caricature of one movie.
4: She played a Mexican, she can play an Italian. Could
0: you imagine if they put Paolo in Mamiya 3? How amazing. I mean,
1: like she. I mean, she could play a broke. She could play a broken chair. For as as far as I'm concerned, and it would still be great because Meryl Streep is is just a once in a generation talent. But but it just bothers me that there's just there's this disconnect. Even on the fucking cover on the, of the DVD, they paid two fifty for this I need to kind of get rid of this on on, on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Ugh. It just, I don't know. It just feels like they made a decision that we need to make money on this. And then Meryl Streep brings brings money and feels so fucking cynical. It just bothers me.
4: I, I will Can say you? this. I will say this. This is the Anka Gems podcast. We often talk about like movies from 10, 15, 20 years ago. Does mar- marketing matters in the moment? But in the long run, it's the movie that talks. I don't think people well, are going to be like, you know, the traders. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. This
0: is also a fictional point. Like, no one was mad other than Jakob Flash in the history of Mamiya 2. Like, this, this is, is not
2: a conversation. I, I've never no, heard this is a fictional... I've never heard this, this take a, prior. This is a uh, fictional, well,
0: theoretical this, conversation about Marvel movies.
1: I am unique, maybe, this way. But I will find my tribe. There will be people who have been pissed I off. I just
2: don't get why you're so upset about it. Because you're the exact same person who gets so mad that people go out of their way to only see Marvel movies. And the fact that this movie is trying so hard to get normal people who only go and see marvel movies and are not into film to see this what is wrong with that cinema suffering <laughs> if, no. listen listen why is it a bad thing why is it a bad thing there was so many people at my death on the nile screening last night and i was shook and it's probably because the cast was lit there's nothing wrong with it
0: Movies like this movies like this are going to save cinema, Jakob. To mo-
1: okay? to use the Marvel analogy, it would be kind of like selling selling you on a new, I don't know, let's just call it new Captain America film on the basis of there's going to there's going to be a lot of Doctor Strange in it and you find and you go in there and you find out that Doctor Strange is in the fucking stinger at the end.
0: They do this. It's hap- Yeah, this it's
4: happened before.
1: It, no, it's just I don't know. It feels cynical. It feels it, feel, it feel, ma- leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and it's already just I I just ate you a fucking turtle. L- l- well, go, go brush your teeth. You know, <laughs> can't help it
3: too
1: far. Having eaten shit, like brushing your teeth is not gonna do the job, is it? Like, you kinda, bleach there's, can there's, help. There's, there's bleach in there. <laughs> hey, you Jacob, have
0: do? you have you eaten shit before? <laughs> just quick you. <cue. laughs> We don't knock whatever. I've you're... lived a life. Oh. I'll say this. <laughs> Nick, I'm not judging. I just want to know. <laughs> no, I know. I've, no,
1: lived... No, like... I've <laughs> lived a life. The uh, kings can yeah. stay private. But I've lived a life, and I used to, I, and I used to adore Jackass. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway. What did you like? Uh, what it... did you
4: like about the film? I think oh. because you have, you have <laughs> positives to say about the first one. So there what about pos- the second one?
1: There are po- there are positives to 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 list in here. I you know as much as i yeah i like the i like the sort of i don't like to use the the, because it makes me want to like the the godfather part two sort of sort of structural beats (laughs) of like oh you know let's just dissolve into donna doing the same thing in the barn i'm just thinking like it's nice but if you but if you have the audacity as a director going like i'm going for a godfather part two situation in here like you're just i'm on a different planet but anyway are you saying when it's raining in the barn Yeah, because she's
0: walking around like the Joker, maniacally laughing at herself in the barn when it's raining in the basement, and it's one of the best scenes of cinema. (laughs) Uh, So you say, but... (laughs) I mean, see, that's camp. See, this is I like don't, where this movie becomes camp. I don't like know that. if
1: I can take you seriously. I'm not. I don't know if you're serious about this saying like this is the best thing in 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 history of cinema. I'm just looking at this. Yeah, it's <laughs> still a bland rom-com. It's still a It's just this. These characters don't engage me. They're 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 flat. They're they're one-dimensional characters. I
0: don't oh. know why you without like like.
1: If you go, if you're going to go for the Godfather Part Two comparison, none of these is as co- uh, anywhere near half as complex as a no. But the, the actual director just thinks this is fucking real. Like okay, there to be fair, a, so I think
0: this is better than the Godfather Part One, Two, Three, probably Four. If there's one out there, yeah. So um... you keep
1: saying things like this. The, sort of, the, the little tomato is going to be taken away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to
0: see Godfather in the theater I think in 2 weeks and if I hate it I'll give it rotten. I don't give a fuck.
3: Mm.
0: I will I'm afraid to do
4: that but <laughs> I'll say I'll tweet about it being bad. I <laughs> will say this about the one thing Gross. that I still don't really like about <laughs> this film and it's the same problem that I have with the first one actually. It's just the romantic side is just kind of rushed. Um I wish we spent more times with I don't remember the characters name but like the Pierce Brosnan equivalent. In, when he's young it's, it's moving so quickly so so quickly it's supposed to be the emotional core in both stories it's kind of like it's the relationship that she ended up having and it's always about stupid shit. like oh people don't talk and I know that in real life people don't talk and when they should and all of that but it still feels a bit too rushed and there's that annoying greek lady who's kind of like haha i'm gonna get in the middle of my business of your business and tell you what's up and just leave is that
1: is that the lady who takes care of donna when she's given birth like she's like this of the Mm -hmm. the 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 fairy godmother of the film like to use a disney analogy right but it's but the reason it's rushed because it's one one hour and 53 minutes and you have two sets of seven characters you need to pay off twice right so it's.
4: Yeah, but, but everything that. In how are you going to achieve day, this without rushing? The The present day is fairly like. Everything moves at a, at a nice pace. I think. i And that's also kind of a problem of doing a prequel that you're always going to have when you do a prequel, is that you have to balance things that were said in the previous movie. Where it's kind of like we have to follow those same beats. So she goes to Paris, and there's the guy with the boat, and she meets the other guy on the island. But it has to be in the span of like. Three to four days tops, and she like keeps building up and breaking relationships. And I I think there could have been some interesting like emotional repercussions to her character for doing those things, but it never really goes that far um, into it. I I think it's fine though. To be honest, it's it's, it's something that bothered me much more before. Now it, I just kind of vibe with the film, which is what it's supposed oh, wow. to be. It's just pure vibes from beginning to but end.
1: That- I'll put it this way: like musical moments in film. In terms of positives, just to ring this back as well. In terms of positives that I find, I think choreography-wise, and then uh, arrangement, and maybe cinematic treatment of musical numbers, way better. Yeah, way, way better. I actually did. I mean, there's going to be in my, make make an appearance in my top three. I think so. You're gonna get a get a taste of this, but I really do enjoy certain certain songs in here. How they're actually put together as. Um. They fit in the film, and they actually they're edited with 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 some sort of measure of craftsmanship that actually shows attention and care given to the to the idea of actually making this a walking, talking musical that's not just an adaptation of something that's that still smells of the stage, right? Yeah. So it feels more like a cinematic musical, and I kind of because to to me the the first one had this problem that it, it's kind of like. You know, there are musicals that will be just yeah well, we, it's almost feels almost feels like someone just put a camera on the stage like well, I, I might as well just go and see it live right whereas this actually makes use of the fact that we have cameras so we can actually do things that you can't do on the stage and we we can go a slightly slightly further than what you can do on the stage and then they make use of it and then they make use of makes use of it structurally because I don't think you could be able to pull off the sort of symmetrical in and out dissolving um on the stage without jarring the audience too much i mean i'm pretty sure you could do this it's just going to be highly experimental um so that for me works but as a but if you pair this all, like if you basically slice away the musical elements and just look at the story it's still kind of like it feels to me like someone walked up to universal producers and said i get it i got it we have a good idea for a sequel we need to go back in time and see how donna banged three people in in the span of two weeks that's that's all (laughs) it's just like the the reason for this film is to to exist is to actually get to this moment where you realize oh this is how she doesn't know
4: she had very good motivations all three times
1: (laughs) yeah but just i don't know it it doesn't again it doesn't take me because it still operates with the same characters and they're all kind of one-dimensional to me and then i don't i don't get it. it feels again like a like a disney film for adults and then it's very odd
4: i i think the the tone is as much as as much comedy is, is, is as is present in the film it's still it's it is one of the better weirdly enough it's one of the better like long delayed sequels if you think of things like i don't know the 300 oh. or sin city sequels whatever It's gonna be another mamma mia
1: 2049 come on
4: sure why not <laughs> it's you can feel that the characters have matured. Like there's the two best annoying best friends of, of Donut, of, of whoever, like they're gone. They're not there. Um, Christine Baranski and Julie Walters are funnier. They're more mature and their relationship. I love the interaction, which is very brief, but it's one of the highlights of the film for me. When, when Julie Walters meets with Stellan Skarsgård again, you can feel that like their relationship was broken off in a very unfortunate way, but they're still something between the two of them this chemistry it's it's a small little moment that catch me by surprise and i think the emotions are there in a way that's not cynical at all i can feel it kind of cynical in the first film where i can go like oh it's like prefabricated blah 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 but in this one it feels very earnest and it shines through the performances as well um even pierce brosnan he doesn't get to sing outside of a small like SOS. He gets to sing, and it's 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 more than enough
1: for him to make the bottom three again. No,
4: it's so good, though. (laughs) I think it's so good. They use him perfectly. It's kind of like talky, singy, and it fits. You don't don't need more of it. He starts
1: singing, and I'm just like, have they not seen the original? Like, come on. They have,
4: and that's why it's very more.
0: It's more grizzly. it's more, like, quiet, it's more simple, it's not meant, like, they're not giving him any notes to hit, he's just kind of casually, almost, like, very lightly to him, so, yeah, it's fine, it's, like, made for him, they knew what his limitations were, and they worked towards it.
1: I mean, yeah, maybe, but then, it's still, someone allowed him to sing, and then this, he should be contractually, just, uh, just... Required not to speak to the melody of music like this. This should not, or rhythmically in any way. He should only be allowed to speak, just like a normal human being, because he does not know how to fucking sing. And then he should he should know this. He's he's old enough to know. Dude. and and his agent who should have I'm known sure this and the people on set should know. have known this
2: I think, like like Nick said he's it's a good reviews. moment and it suits his character. <laughs>
1: I mean, come on! I mean, it's like he makes Ryan Gosling in La, La Land look 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 like Frank Sinatra. I mean, and I he doesn't know think how to sing. Ryan Gosling well. is
4: fine it's not, I mean, man.
1: he's fine, but he but he can hear how much he's struggling because you know he, he has lim- massive limitations, right?
0: But he's not supposed to be a singer. He's supposed to be a jazz. I mean, we don't need in Lala. He's La a Lame, jazz
1: pianist, and, but you
0: know. Yeah, he's fine. I love Ryan Gosling in that movie.
1: I mean, I love the film. I love Ryan Gosling as an actor. It's just you feel like when you hear him sing, you can feel the struggle. And in here you can feel... There's no struggle. It's just this guy doesn't know how to sing and no one gives a shit.
0: There's the struggle <laughs> of him grieving his dead lover in the place oh that was God. theirs. It's with that, the ugliest bold. picture I've ever seen in my life. When it's... he opens up the three folder, it's on my words. <laughs> Spoilers. It's pretty but the bad. first picture where she looks drunk and she's like, like it's the worst pick. Like if you, if someone cut that of me, I would, I would have killed myself. Even though I'm already dead. This is massive like, it is embarrassing. Move. Just kind of like... <laughs>
3: it's
0: so uh, don't,
1: don't, worry. The other the two are of... fine.
0: The first one is like <laughs> embarrassing.
1: In the age of Instagram and Facebook and whatever, like even if you're dead, if you're dead, it is gonna stay stay on forever until the Russians switch off the internet. Don't worry. <laughs> so
0: coming next week, World war with coming go. next. Yes,
1: exactly. By the way, tw- a dozen <laughs> countries told told people to fuck off from Ukraine because shit's coming. Oh, so, shit, yeah, I'm
0: not just... going war. <laughs> the U.S. just know that now. I'm so, gay you, and I you... like Mamma Mia. I'm fat. I will I serve anymore. time in
2: prison before I serve this country. Thank you.
0: Yes, oh, not, see, you there. see now
1: now i'm just thinking i'm 37 i'm not gonna get drafted i don't even like i
2: don't
0: even like america i'll betray y'all like don't put
1: me in war i'm not gonna help you i will kill you so <laughs> we'll be like you know like in vietnam at times they didn't have much of a choice like someone showed up at, a, at your house and you're like you're going to war son to you know fight the wars for us sunny jim Get two, you get two weeks of a boot camp just to learn how to, you know, like where the business end of the rifle is, and then off you go.
2: So you need some time. Son.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so that's my take on, but although I will say this, why, why is it necessary for her to be in Oxford, or is it just to film in Oxford because it's a nice city to film in, or is the, is there an, a reason for this?
0: Does it matter?
4: Is England. Because yes it, it does because it's
1: it just like it feels like it's it's like it, again when you th- when you when you say to me like Niccolo says oh it feels rushed all of a sudden you can say take this out put put this time that you've earned somewhere else they have just, to sing when i kiss the teacher what do you mean oh i say exactly so, so they outfits? had to engineer a moment <laughs>
0: en- the reveal <laughs> when they're oh. riding the bikes and the cameras underneath them it's iconic and the teacher is changed that's the power of donna she broke down this system was so like you know before her and then she opened
1: it up you <laughs> are all under a spell like blink twice if you're in danger like i'm serious like, is there someone pointing a gun at your your heads no
2: <laughs> i unironically stand this movie <laughs> i mean, like,
1: fuck you like fucking hell i'm 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 sitting here trying to think to myself. I want I want to throw Carson a bone, say happy happy birthday, and at least give this two and a half out of five. And you're not helping. <laughs> it's, just... it's it's well it's a well made film. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you, Nick. The um, first one isn't. <laughs> this one is. The, fir- the first one is a honest to god turd rolled in sprinkles. And I can glitter. live with that. <laughs> but th- this th- the second one. I just said. Yeah, it's it's a it's a brownie. It's just someone left out in the sun for two days. It's fucking dry as fuck, and still no. made of chocolate. And you and you like, it's, like a, it's a brownie, and you are having the time stale, of your life. It's a stale donut that you just go like, no. I might as well have a donut. I really need a donut.
2: No, so like, everything about this movie is good. good. You are wrong. Like the parallels oh. work so well. The costume, like everything about this, is just so elevated, and like the way the stories intersect are both so good like i genuinely don't understand how you can watch this movie and say that it's bad it's fun
1: well i can say this based on the simple like organic fact that i'm just watching this trying to stay awake like i'm because honestly you're boring. trying no maybe you, should boring. Get some you guys more sleep. you're just you're just mesmerized you're just you're you're under a fucking hypnosis Is meryl streep like a fucking just maleficent sort of character just going like yeah
3: I think,
4: I think after like this conversation and what we talked about in the Patreon episode that listeners can go fo- can go check out on Patreon. Um, I think you're probably just I don't know, just not a fan of conventional musicals because you did I love think so, yeah. <laughs> you did love all that jazz and dancer in the dark that are very unconventional and you hated you. Sweet yes. Todd and you didn't oh, like yeah. this one so kind of like I think it's pr- that's probably it. And I'm, see, I'm
2: biased yeah. because
4: no, I grew I up watching musicals. I hate musicals, and I love this. I love see, musicals. See, and I like this see,
1: one. Okay, just to throw listeners a bone, just go and listen to the conversation. But like with Sweeney Todd and and see the first Mamma Mia and second one to an extent as well. They're all like the, for me the sort of the the, the biggest sin that, for me that they're forgettable because they're so. Convention, con, nar- the narratives in the characters are so conventional that you just like I've seen it all before, right? Like I, I feel like I, I like I want to be like Bjork on the fucking railway bridge, going like I've seen it all.
4: You know, there's whatever. no more to see.
1: There's no more to see. Have you seen China? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Well, I blind. choose
0: to believe that seeing strong, independent women is featured on cinema is still important, Jakob. So, well, yeah.
1: So that's why I love Dancer in the Dark because Bjork is a strong, independent woman who gives a massively amazing performance in Dancer in the Dark. And yeah, and but in here, holy shit! Like, it, I mean, because it again, it comes back to the juke, jukebox musical idea as well because it's just hmm. okay. Well, there's it's just abba songs as well like maybe it would have been different if someone wrote a really cool original music for this like i feel like may, even in comparison to this watch ricky and the flash it's also a musical of meryl streep and it's jonathan demi's last film before he died that's like i li- and it's written by diablo cody i really liked it for instance and it's, you know it, and it works better for me it feels like it's like the characters are fleshed out better They all have like more dimension to them like this feel- this feels like again it's like a someone decided to write a rom-com or uh, uh, strung together from ABBA songs it's just the songs that they use they can't reuse apart from the big ones right like dancing queen or mamma mia right it's just i don't know it doesn't it doesn't work for me i'm sorry yeah i'm boring i'm sorry
4: we forgive Agreed. you <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's just—it's what it is. I don't know. I'm watching this. I'm just thinking to myself: like, Carson loves this. Like there has to be something in here. And I'm because I—it's I, not like I'm just trying to spite you here, right? It's not like I'm just sitting here, like fucking. I'm, I'm gonna—I'm gonna tear him a new one. Like,
2: I think you might be because you Kongo, pulled this right? exact same bullshit when we did the mummy for my birthday, and you were such a hater. So like,
1: I can't help it. It's just call not him out, Alina. <laughs> but I'm—but I'm honestly actually, Alin,
0: that's not the truth.
2: Okay,
1: I'm—I'm watching—I'm watching these films. With a glass half full attitude, I really want to see what you see, and I and I cannot. Literally, like, even, we yeah. see
0: white women getting drunk in Greece singing ABBA. <laughs> like, girl, it's it's not that
1: deep. Well, yeah, it's and then uh, if <laughs> if that's what it is, I'm just thinking this is probably not my kind of camp. Like, sure, you know, I agree with that. <laughs> so you know, for for instance, when you said like I hate malignant, for me this this is my kind of camp. Like this shut, is the, this up. is this is trash I like. And then, if you say, Oh, this is well, this is Camp the Trafula. worst fucking movie ever. No, <laughs> this is where not I, not win. Even I can enjoy the shit fucking not even film. Close, and you're not like, even fucking
0: close. It's a not tumor, even close. and you're like, That's great. You look at Meryl Streep jumping on a bed, and you're like, This is boring,
4: like, get out, you know? Yeah, very much. Love you, yes, though. yes. yes. <laughs> I'm the one exactly. winning this scenario because I enjoy both. Damn it. Oh Switzerland Switzerland. You're valid, You're both Switzerland.
1: Valid. This is where Nazis all hide their gold in Switzerland. <laughs> it's just fucking Switzerland is very rich. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... They're doing just oh. fine. No, I mean, like, yeah. So, like, just to put it in perspective, it's not like I'm just like, oh, it's fucking bad. And just, it's just, I, I feel like I, I can see that. no maybe is this a camp trash that let you, you think like, oh, this is cheesy. I like watching people have fun that way. I'm just looking to my, thinking to myself, not my vibes, just not my, not my scene. Like, if you go to a nightclub with, with where there's music that you don't like, you might just. well, I like nightclubs. It's just this is not my scene, so I might, might as well go go elsewhere. And then you know. Yeah enough that's that's pretty much where i sit with with this and i, I do agree and I will, I will this is me throwing you a bone. Saying like yeah filmmaking wise i can see there's craft, the custom, craftsmanship here that's kind of elevating this way 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 beyond the or, the original call it original because it's an adaptation but you know doesn't do anything for me i'm sorry so uh, I, I yeah I have, i've run out of things to say <laughs> mama mia here we go again so unless we have something to get off your chests we might as well just go through our closing thoughts
4: I'm saving some good moments.
1: Okay, so we'll just jump into top threes. Carson, go into top threes.
4: Okay, I
0: have... Wait a second. I have top nine. Let's be clear. Number okay, nine. just go, go through nine. Not, these are not in order. <laughs> Super Trooper. The credit song, but specifically when Cher enters. Because Cher walks up from the back of Midway in like the sweatpant, cute jumpsuit, and like it is so iconic. It is... <laughs> like ice cream every time, she and I have like done she just, that in theaters
1: she, she looked like she just fucked a waiter on her way there Donna
0: <laughs> when Donna is laughing like the joker in the collapsing rainy house, I cannot get over how much I laugh every time it cuts to her in that like hallway in the basement and she's just there like laughing maniacally it's great it's literally the joker and it's great uh number seven kisses a fire a great song great segment great everything number What's the segment. Whoops. kiss is a fire with the band in the like the band uh, ah, yeah, yeah 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 bar. okay yeah, yeah, yeah
1: are you going to list the entire film with these nine i could,
0: I could do a okay. full rendition of Kisses of a fire right now but i'm choosing not to but just know i could
1: <laughs> oh no no you have to do this now
0: Kisses is a fire burning burning yeah it's great
1: so um, now now this is six. a reel for instagram i'm sorry
0: <laughs> fucking throw it on hell yeah <laughs> number six the quote and i quote be still my beating vagina
4: Iconic? Yes. Absolutely. Iconic.
2: <laughs> I say that all the time.
4: And fitting for Andy Garcia. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I don't say The cultural say that the
2: <laughs> impact of Christine baranski <laughs> Like, I'll be on Tinder and I'll see a hot dude, screenshot, send it to my best feet, be still in my beating vagina. It's so good. I'll,
1: I'll give you that. It's a good line.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well just like the rest of the screenplay but yeah okay not so this really, is kind no. of interesting i'm noticing number five is gonna be when share originally enters not in the credit so i have Cher entering in the credits but when share enters and she walks down the steps and it's like it's iconic it is amazing share in this movie just all around just <laughs> what can you even say number four fernando specifically when the fireworks go off i'm shocked you didn't like this when they're holding and then it just the fireworks it's i mean goosebumps jaw dropped it's giving me, it's giving me share, it's giving me everything 10 out of 10. Yes, Queen Slay, Mama XCX. It was Charlie XCX. Um, boy, I, I, would, I would love to hear Yako try to explain that. I, <laughs> number three, are you the, high? <laughs> no, I am the, life. Th- <laughs> hi on number hi on Mama Mia. <laughs> three, when she says goodbye to her mom, I cry. It's it's amazing. It is the slipping through my fingers moment of the film. It's beautiful, it's art. Number two, Waterloo. I mean, come on, the choreography? Oh, come on. <laughs> like, what a moment. Num- and the diversity? Someone's in a wheelchair? Love it. We mm-hmm. love Waterloo. Number one, dare I say the best scene in cinema, the reveal of Dancing Queen. They turn around, the boats, the music. It's everything you could want from the <laughs> better cinematic Better Oh, <laughs> so much better. So much better. So it is everything this movie those are just nine, but like literally every frame is something amazing.
1: I think you if we did this mathematically, I think you may have listed forty-five minutes of the film just easily. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just... Oh when I can list the rest, I can go on and on. No when no in these Tokyo. nine
1: in these nine, there's like forty-five minutes of the film it's
4: showing restraint. <laughs>
3: It's Honestly,
0: awesome. <laughs> if, if it really was my favorite moments, I would have read the entire screenplay from the first word to the last word. I,
1: I, I you know, I envy your enthusiasm. You know, I'll put it this way: at least I'm, um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Alina, what's your top nine? Top three? I don't know how many do you. Have? I have
2: eight actually. Okay, first of all, I think the casting of like the young, the youths are very good, especially young Bill. We went over it already. He's gorgeous. He's stunning. Um, mine are going to overlap with Carson's a bit. Waterloo—that's my sister's <laughs> favorite song from this film. We sing it in the car all the time when the like little beats hit, like Waterloo. Dun, dun. We do the head movements. It's iconic. It's choreo- choreographed. It's so good. Um, donna's costumes i would love her overalls i would love all of her outfits she's gorgeous she's stunning she's giving hippie i love her uh the passport agent and how he's making fun of like them aging hilarious those are like it's so good Wasn't, and then um, when didn't colin he, didn't birth have comes this, it, and he's twins. like you've aged so well so good hmm?
1: didn't he have uh, i thought he had his twins passport or maybe i just mistake mistook it because his twin was like know. super fat. I don't know but yeah it was <laughs> fun. it's fun it's a fun moment um anyway.
0: no my friend originally thought that that was like just how like they recast him oh, and geez. every time I laughed because he was like she was like what did they do to him and like it's so <laughs>
1: funny anyway yeah, I, yeah sorry for bad um, anyway
2: yeah I love like Dancing Queen when like Colin Firth and Selen Skarsgård are recreating Titanic
3: amazing <laughs> it's
2: so good um <laughs> yeah i also love super trooper but like specifically when it's like going to like the young men part and they're like posing in like the door frames so good the outfits are like so camp and like trash and weird it's amazing uh they're very fernando the world stops when cher starts singing fernando and lastly my favorite scene in the entire movie is when they do why did it have to be me lily james and josh dylan in that scene sexier arguably than lay all your love on me it's so good mm. that's i listen to that song all the time
1: wow nicolo give us your top i think we have to go top seven right uh,
4: i actually had 10 <laughs> different moments written down but jesus to go very quickly i'm disappointed <laughs> disappointed no one has mentioned omid jalili throughout this entire conversation he's playing the greek official on the port great running gag is even at the end credits like post-credits scene just shout out we talked about the mummy it was in the mummy as well it's all connected it's all coming back together
1: is there is there a post credit scene because i was like this there spy. is yes,
4: yes. <laughs> <laughs> he things take a chance on me it's very funny like,
1: like i was like carson at marvel screenings just in the car right <laughs> just... um,
4: to go super quickly like tr- the transitions in one of us great the casting of the young actors Waterloo, Dancing Queen and Super Trooper they've all been mentioned before great to go to the actual top three number three my love my life it's the the song it's just the ending beautiful poignant emotional Um, number two Angel Eyes I really like Angel Eyes just going through the mansion and it's of and so they're just go, right, going over the tables and Julie Walters is falling over them and they're there's hunky boys Like it's fun, it's a fun song it's very joyful but I really, 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 really love I've Been Waiting for You it's the, the montage of pregnancy where it's, 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 the daughter is singing with the for the first time with the best friends, with the dynamos she's part of the group now and we see the mother when she was in pain it's just, just the choreography and the music and acting, and the pregnancy. I'm a sucker for like scenes of birth in movies. And that gets huh? me. That was like, yes. Tomorrow.
1: I want Riki Re- and the Flash to be the uh, unofficial sequel to this but because Meryl Streep faked her own death and moved back to America. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, okay, I've got just three. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in an honorable, honorable hey. mention. Um, so I've got an honorable, honorable mention would be Stellan Skarsgård in a fat suit yeah uh, that good that's a moment i'm just like what the fuck did they do to him like just like is he gonna be in a fat suit all the time and just twist him it's like oh it's your twin brother who's just morbidly obese receiving whatever the fuck now Nobel prize on your behalf oh, <laughs> it's just a good moment it was a I, prize I for being this.
2: the best swede
1: I this is I've this never
4: fun. fact-checked it. I,
1: bet I don't know. Thing. I was just like, is it kind of look like a Svenska Institute or something like this oh, is he get, getting an I'm, honestly, I could expect him to get a Nobel Prize for something because the film is operating in a Disney universe <laughs> so I don't, I don't really mind, right uh, another one. this is my favorite comedic moment. I laughed at this I, honestly, I was just thinking, oh is this, a, is this film is going to turn is, is this going to turn around now? when they said I told only him, I told only him, and Colin Firth in a deadpan moment goes like, I told many, many people. Great line. I love this line. Super awesome line. Uh, <clears throat> so I'll throw in a substitution as well, as well, because I had to, one of them was, uh, was an honorable mention. The fact that they made the made use of the structure of this, and they made this the two timelines merge at the end, and you see Meryl Streep, and then uh Amanda Seafried, it. kinda of in the same scene. Works. It works. It's it it is a moment. It's it's a moment and that definitely that did something for me at, at least. <laughs> but then the, I, I wish the entire film did did as much for me, half as much for me as uh, as this moment did. But the absolute pinnacle for me is the needle drop to Dancing Queen. Oh my god such a good moment such a good moment it's just that that's how you start dancing not with a fucking jump scare you need the intro intro. yeah and then i i can honestly buy the the, the titanic moment they're orbiting and everyone's kind of like yeah it it works and because the song's great and actually they're choreographed well and just yeah i'm having fun it's great anyway bottom three let's do this carson do you have like nine as well or i have
0: three but like i cannot (laughs) express other than one of these the my top one how much i love these scenes still sos with the bad photo camp (laughs) absolutely (laughs) stunning stuff it is the worst photo ever in the history um but it's there and it's great and it's an emotional moment and it gets me every time number two the storm rolling in it again camp it's great but they go from the sunny time and immediately they just turn they're like, oh, no. And then it fades to gray and the storm hits like out of nowhere. It is horrible, but it is so well done mm-hmm. at the same time. The worst moment I genuinely don't like is in the third act. They tease share. It's the structuring of the ending where they tease share. You have the helicopter, but then you go to like other scenes and then you come back to it. And I just feel like you should have just blocked it out differently to where you tease her, but then immediately pay it off. Mm. That's my only like mm-hmm. actual complaint with the entire film. Other than that, this is flawless. Like it is amazing.
1: So technically it isn't flawless because there is a flaw anyway, but other than that, <laughs> it's imperfections that make make us human and perfect come on it's fine Mm -hmm. it's great alina bottom three
2: okay i struggled making a bottom three so my first point is i personally don't feel like the present is as strong as the past like i just have a better time with like young donna than i do with like present sophie that's fine not a huge deal and unlike you people, I did not like fat suits stellan Skarsgard. I feel like it's oh, just like really? a cheap joke. I feel like it's such a cheap joke. And I don't know how they would have done it differently, but I'm just tired of fat jokes. It was not it was not giving. I didn't like it. And, and then my it's third hot-phobic? point. Uh, no. no. It's but just, like I just I just didn't like on. it. This, no. I feel like they could have made a better joke. It, it you it could like definitely be seen as fat phobic, but like I, oh, I don't oh, really oh, care don't about that. I just think it's a cheap joke. Um that's been overdone. Like fat jokes are overdone. You could have done something different. I don't know what, but I'm not a screenwriter. Anyway, don't my watch third the Nazi point, professor then. My third point is um <laughs> towards the end of the movie, after like Donna finds out that like Sam was engaged and she goes off with Bill. Um, Like, young Rosie and Tanya are talking, and Rosie's complaining about how Donna gets everybody, and she's so jealous. Like, shut up and be happy for your friend. She just lost the, like, man of her dreams, and she's going off to get over it by fucking some hot Swedish guy. You should be happy for your friend. If my friend acted like that, I'd be like, fuck you, bitch. I'll fuck him just to piss you off now. Like, she was being a bad friend there.
1: To, See, they don't know how to be wingman
4: to, to be honest like Donna is very selfish <laughs> throughout all these movies and everyone is always like doing things for her It's I well, I think there's a, a darker side an, there's a darker she, she side a, which she's not I'll completely
0: selfish because in Money Money she doesn't take the money of the like people around her true Unlike in Canto, who, like, And I don't think she's selfish.
2: She's just trying to get over heartbreak. <laughs> and what better way to get over heartbreak than fucking other dudes? That's what I do. Yes, Alina. very well.
0: I will you say, I can't believe Twitter? we
3: didn't
0: quickly mention <laughs> that during Money Money, when it cuts to Meryl Streep on the boat in the giant dress... Amazing. Just, I, I feel like we had to
1: mention that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, you know, like I'm so happy that you guys love it so much. It's just oh. so great, guys. I'm just thinking, like, fucking great. <laughs> uh, Nicolò, is that your turn now? Yeah. That, I think. Are, are you? Did you go three or three or seven? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Awesome. Um, Nicolò, there's
4: go. quite a few points in the film. Like, it's all a prequel, so backstory. Like, much of the backstory from the first film doesn't actually work. Like it, like what they say in the first film doesn't actually happen in the past. Here, there's a lot of inconsistencies. It's just, it just was kind of slightly distracting watching them back to back. But anyway,
2: I have an idea on this. In the actually, yeah. Sorry, I'm like
4: no. Go for it. Go for it.
2: Like Donna was keeping a diary, but maybe she was just like not keeping up with it. Like maybe she wasn't writing the diary every day. Maybe she just like wanted to process some things, and she was writing it like months or years later. And maybe she just like forgot some of the details,
1: or she's oh, rewriting history, or she's just vapid, and then two. just like she's just curating this diary. Someone's gonna read this, so like I'm gonna per- perk shit up in here. It's just that that's dot.
2: plausible. Like she could have just misremembered it.
1: Oh, is...
4: I, I I don't like the 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 romance with the, with young Pierce Brosnan. It's just it should work really really well, and yet it doesn't. It's it's still one of those like. Oh, falling in love at first sight. Like it's it's continuing this pursuit of romanticism that's ultimately not healthy for finding romance and partners in real life. Um, but that's a discussion for a whole other day. Um, and lastly, Alexia and Apollonia. That whole, like those two characters, just, 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 no, no. Just, we don't need them. We don't need them at all. The slow-mo jump into the water didn't get you? No. <laughs> no. Oh. And when he comes it's... back later on and he's still like this super super short buff Greek man. <laughs> I do like Is that no one this... cheers when he tells the stories. like, oh, he's the guy who made me marry the love of my life. And then was like, I don't care.
1: Is it in the second one or in the first one where they tie Colin Firth to a chair and then drop him the into water and he's, and, he, and he's just floating in there. He should have fucking drowned. He
4: should have drowned. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah is that all yeah
1: okay i've got four (laughs) so meryl streep's painting in the house she looks like mother mary just (laughs) (laughs) because she's a saint why Why? like beat me over the head with this Um, andy garcia's name being fernando because how else would they tie in that fucking song (sighs) and then is speaking french just no just Now I don't
4: know.
1: why why, why? arrivé. Like, I'm here i just like I'm here guys fucking a fucking am finally. I'm finally. I'm finally. I'm finally. I'm the I'm finally. i anyway, <clears throat> so, i i can be streamed on Stars in the US, and all, as of recording of this episode, in is it is on Netflix in the UK. But it expires right after Valentine's Day, so get on that. No, you'll be listening to this after the Valentine's Day, so I'm not. I'm not sure where it's too late, be suckers. It's too late. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's some someone's going to pick it up, so probably going to end up on Prime or somewhere. It can be rented or purchased digitally from the usual vendors, and or acquired physically, which I presume would be a value of value to someone who likes that that stuff because the DVDs and Blu-rays, I think they all have the sing-along edition. So if you really want to, just just invite people over and just fucking geek out and go for it. And anyway, also Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again can be rented and purchased in similar ways. I don't think it looks like it's accessible via streaming anywhere. It's on Netflix here in Italy. Oh, very nice. Uh, in English-speaking countries, it looks like it's tough shit. Eh? <laughs> so I think that's it for this episode of the uncut jams podcast where can we find you and your stuff carson where can we find you tweet me your favorite mamma mia moments at bp underscore movie reviews or on letterboxd just carson Tamar. okie dokie uh alina where can we find you
2: i am at alina folds on twitter instagram and letterboxd and you can find me with carson every week on Clappercast.
1: there you go nice plug nicolo Follow me on What's Twitter
4: that? and Instagram at NikiR97, and there you can find my link tree, link tree forward slash enjoy the movies, where you can find links to all of my stuff, including the Death of Adaptation podcast.
1: Awesome! And you can find me at Talk About Film on Twitter and as Jakob Flash on Letterboxd. You can find me on Clapper on and flashonfilm.com, and, and you can also follow the show Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Uncut Gems Pod. So make sure to follow, like, retweet our stuff, helps a lot. What also helps is raising and reviewing the show so if you like what we do and the app you listen through allows to rate or review please do so uh if you don't have this capacity to, you can always head over to Podtrac and leave us a review over there so if you want to get in touch as well you send us an email with some feedback at uncutgemspod at gmail.com or simply go to uncutgemspodcast.com slash contact to get in touch and by the way that's that's the new HQ of the show. So uncutgemspodcast.com is the one-stop shop for all things Uncut Gems where you can find access to our old episodes and more. Finally, if you enjoy what we do, consider buying us a coffee over at coffee.com slash uncutgemspod. And if you'd like to hear more of our stuff, subscribe to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash uncutgemspod where for three bucks a month you will get access to more bonus shows from us. Like the wonderful nearly three hours long mini retrospective that we released just about a few days ago where we talked about All That Jazz, Dancer in the Dark, and Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. And that, I think, this ain't the end of musical talk over at Uncut Gems, because Carson takeover of the show continues next week with uh, our conversation about the 2019 divisive adaptation of Cats. So look out for that, and in the meantime, I hope you have a fabulous day, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.